Here's a little something, something to talk to. It's the DJ that's bringing you another guaranteed platinum classic hit on the station that's serving you something real nice. W-Balls. I am the DJ that is doing it to you one more time in your ear hole. DJ Easy. All right, let's get into it. Today we are going to start things off talking about uh, one of the new movies that came out this week. Apparently there were two, and I don't think any one of us saw the Tyler Perry movie, uh, Broke Code. Sorry, uh, didn't, <laughs> didn't see that one. Have to catch that later. Uh, but the other big movie that came out was Ready Player One. Uh, by Steven Spielberg, which is uh, based on the very popular book, Ready Player One, by Ernest Klein, I think his name yep. is. All right. Ernest Klein. And uh, that book, I remember that book came out a few years ago and just took off immediately. Um, I think he has a second book out, or another book, I don't think it's related to this one, but it's called Armada, which is about, I think, video games or something crazy. But <clears throat> neither here nor there, Ready Player One, comes to the big screen and i will admit uh i read this book a few years ago so i don't remember everything about the book but i always thought that i didn't know how they would make this into a movie because i remember in the book it was just so heavy with 80s and i want to say movie type related things i was like there'd be no way they could license get all the licensing to have all these different references and characters in it but i will say without revealing my review real quick this movie, they probably could have called this movie Easter Egg. There was so many like things thrown in there. It's almost like overwhelming trying to keep track of all the little stuff they have in there. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that later. But before we go any further, we're going to start with Day Dropping. Sir, what did you yes, think sir. of the movie? The movie itself? Because yeah, I gotta I gotta see. I'm thinking of it in two different ways, um, book to movie or just the movie by itself. So wh which one you want? Oh Lord, day drop. Uh, just give us the, <laughs> give us a movie review first. Okay, movie review. This will be. Uh, I see this as a a, a great callback to old school Spielberg. Man, um, this guy knows how to do adventure. He knows how to do kids in adventure. Um, and this is a throwback to that. Uh, I had fun watching this in the theater. I had fun watching all the Easter eggs in it. I thought the story was fun as presented in the movie theater. Um, uh, and I just think that, that this movie harkens back to an early 80s vibe for me in movies in general from Steven Spielberg. Watching Goonies, uh, watching movies like E.T., where the kids are front and center. And they're given uh, a lot of uh, due credit, in my opinion. And the adults are kind of uh, dumbed down. And and that's how Spielberg does these type of kid adventure movies. And it works. It's a Nobody does it better than him. Um, that's what I enjoyed about this movie. I thought it was great. There's some nitpickiness on the movie itself. 
Um, but that's that's a different conversation comparing it to the book. However, w- one thing that I thought was kind of weird on the movie, I have to say, is that I, I felt it was the mix, the sound mix on it was just so low. I thought it was just me. I see other people saying the same thing online as well, that some of the music was so low on it, it kind of took me out of it. But that being said, and views aside from the from comparison to the book, um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun from beginning to end. It wasn't really boring for me. Even the parts when you were in real life, they had they they had substance to them versus the VR world. I just thought the whole the VR part of it was was just it was amazing the way they did it. it. It is really a good movie. I think it's a better movie if you haven't read the book, in my opinion. Hmm. Um, or if you can differentiate the book from the movie and say that this is something completely different based on elements of the book. If you can do that going into it, you're in for a really good time. This is a movie I'm going to get on Blu-ray just to wear out my pause button on on my controller because there's just so much to look at. And it was was fun from beginning to end. It did not feel like a two-hour movie to me. And um, that was great. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. All right. Uh, here, I'll, say, I'll, I'll start mine with this to give you a little uh, synopsis of the movie. Essentially, this movie takes place in the future, you know, sort of dystopian, uh, well, more of a worn down, it seems, world. It sounds like there's a lot of other things going on, but they sort of throw that stuff in there real quick. They don't go into a lot of the deeper stuff, but they mention things like the bandwidth wars and different things that have happened. But essentially, it's a world where um, it is, seems like it's so overcrowded that people were living in these, like, I don't know if it was like... Shantytown. Tra- Shantytown with trailers stacked on trailers. You know, it was just so many people there and junk and stuff. And everyone was playing this uh, essentially VR game called Oasis. It was, a, it was a virtual reality world. And it seems as if everybody was doing it because there's a... Early on in the movie, you see the, the boy hero of the movie kind of um going to his little spot where he plays and he's just going over all of these little houses and 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 shanty houses and stuff and everybody inside of it is you can see they're playing the vr game and they're moving around and stuff so everyone's playing this and essentially the movie is about the creator of this oasis he has passed away and he's kind of like a steve job you know but more nerdier type of dude and he has essentially hidden uh, in this game world the keys that if you can solve these puzzles or win these contests, you will win the Oasis itself and I guess a whole bunch of money in, in ownership of the company or something like that. So imagine like if Steve Jobs uh, somehow said, I'm going to hide you know, uh, this thing in iTunes or something online. If you find it, you get to own Apple or some shit. It'd be like, you know. Everyone would be trying to get that, right? Because it's a lot of money and, and everybody's playing this game. So that is essentially sort of the story. And it's this kid, you know, he's trying to, to find this along with everybody else, it seems, in the world. But then there's a whole other corporation that has hired all these people to go in and try and win this as well. But the thing about the contest is the um, guy who created this thing, he is so steeped in 80s and I assume maybe 90s pop culture that you would have to understand 80s music, movies, TV shows, all these different things in order to like try to figure out these different 
puzzles and contests. And I think that's where this movie and the book, uh, the, the joy of it is that it is steeped in 80s type of nostalgia and pop culture. And, uh, and I think, yeah, I will say this, I'm kind of veering off a little bit. I think there's a lot of, you're going to see a lot of these types of stories that are heavily sort of steeped in 80s type of nostalgia. Uh, I know there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a growing number of books that are in doing this thing now. And you also will see a lot more, I think, of uh, video game related type of stories. Not video game movies like Tomb Raider and things like that, but stories that take place with a gamer's aesthetic. Uh, what I mean is this movie is a perfect example. You're essentially seeing somebody play a game and a lot of the things that they do in it, most of us who have grown up playing games understand the mentality, oh, you got to level up your character and you got to buy new gear and all this type of stuff. I think you're going to see a lot of these types of movies. There is a growing subgenre of books. Um, uh, they call it uh, Lit RPG. Uh, if you go on like Amazon, you know, they have the Kindle eBooks. And so obviously there's you know, a whole subculture or, or main culture of authors that write these books and are very successful, but there's a very growing sub uh, genre called lit RPG. Yeah, it's, inter it's interesting you say that, Mike, because there's two examples I can think of most recently. It really harkened back. Mm -hmm. And uh, prior to that, the whole series, I haven't seen it. My daughter's seen it. My wife's seen it. They things. talk. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're gonna, I think you're going to start to see a lot of these types of things. And, and, and mm -hmm. I say that in conjunction with uh, the you know, literature, RPG, these, these stories that have these gamer sort of elements in the game. Uh, there's a popular anime, I think, Sword Online. And I'm butchering the name, but it's on Netflix. There's like two or three seasons. But anyway, this movie fits right along with that. And I think it's the more mainstream of that thing. I think it's kind of breaking through. So anyway, what did I think about this movie? I was a fan of the book. I am a fan of the idea of this movie. The premise, I think, is fantastic, which is why I love the book. The movie for me could have been a little better, but let me be clear. I enjoyed the movie, and I agree with a lot of what uh, Day Dropping said. It's very much Spielberg's movie. Uh, the strengths of this movie, the way it is shot, is fabulous. The, the way that Spielberg knows how to like convey like a, a chase sequence and you know the adventure of something he's a master at that like you can see that in this like when it's the very beginning there's like this race that happens dope as hell like the way he shots and again it's in the you know it's all CGI but I can look at that and say oh, this is the guy who did those sequences and you know Raiders of the Lost Ark or something. It just has that same kind of feel. And it's always something going on. It's, you know, that's, that Spielberg knows how to do that, man. Um, a lot of the, the set pieces, you know, I can, I'm like, okay, this is a guy who understands movies and, you know, in terms of framing a shot and, and you can understand what's going on and stuff. And yes, it has the whole little kids thing, like, you know, the E.T. kids on the bike. There's elements of that in this for better or for worse. For me, watching it at my age, I've seen it all before. So I was kind of like, I kind of know what it's going to do. And, you know, Spielberg's going to put in his corny type of stuff that works. 
but I think it will work even more better for a younger person who has not seen these things before, will probably be blown away for it. I was a little bit, I'm a little more cynical at this point. So I was like, ah, okay. Yeah, okay. The bad guy's not going to do, he's not going to shoot him, whatever. But, uh, so I did, I did enjoy it. The only thing I did, I wished more, not to say I didn't like it. The only thing I wanted to see more was the world of this, this world of this, this movie takes place in. To me, it's fascinating. Like, I, this could have been a, even a deeper movie. And I say that only because I remember he did uh, Minority Report. Like, Minority Report, to me, like, the world that it exists in was just as, as interesting as what was going on. And I think he explored a little more deeper in the psychology of the things that were going on at that time. And in this one, I really wanted to know why, every, why is everybody playing these games like this? And uh, what is it doing to people's interactions? They touch on it a, a little bit, but I just thought there would have been a deeper story there in terms of the, the hero and what it meant to him. I felt like I didn't understand like some of his motivations a little bit in the movie way it's presented. Uh, why he cared so much about certain things. Uh, he is essentially just the Luke Skywalker type, you know, his parents are killed and then, you know, so he's that kind of hero type person, but uh, it's fabulously shot. Uh, it is drenching with references to other things, some that you will catch. And I, I recently watched a video where somebody was trying to go through and break down. There's so much in this movie it's ridiculous. On one hand, I think it like it could be borderline too much in it, but I think this movie will be uh, one of these movies people are going to watch over and over because there is so many little things in each shot. I, I was blown away by some of the stuff and some of the things that I noticed in there. I was like, it made me laugh. I was like, ha! And then some of the stuff I didn't get, but then I look back later. I'm like, oh, okay. That's what that meant because there's a there's a few little things that the, the character has as weapons. I didn't understand the references, but when I went online and looked, I was like, "Oh, okay, I didn't even catch that." So it was a very clever movie. Um, a lot of stuff in there. Um, they give a couple shout outs to Prince in the movie. Mm. I'm they sure did. you caught that. I thought that was good. Yeah. Um, oh wow! I'm sorry, I missed that. Can you help me? What's that? I missed that. Can you help me? What was the shout out? Did you see uh, the movie? What? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. I didn't know. Go ahead. Yeah, so it's, when he, it's when he's getting ready to go to that dance, to that, to that big old dome. And he's trying to pick out something to wear. And he's going through different, uh, his avatar is going through different changes. And the very first change, when he goes to that, it's probably why you missed it. Because when it first goes to that scene where he's standing in, in front of the mirror or whatever he is, and he's check, getting his clothes changed, the first dress that he's wearing, or the first change of clothes he's wearing, rather, is the 1999 jacket purple jacket and prints oh, wow. with white boots and pants and stuff and then he just from there he goes on to different clothing but that's the very first one that he's wearing there yeah and pull my prince card because yeah i don't know how you, I don't know how you missed that actually <laughs> it was right before the thriller outfit that's interesting and then now, i think fair, I right 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 before the thriller outfit yeah that'd be fair i didn't watch this in the theaters i watched this in my night in a 65 inch 4k here you go but uh, <laughs> but uh, what was this? Oh, and before that, I think leading into that scene, they're playing uh, um, "I Want to Be a Lover." The music is playing, um, and, 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 and there's a lot of the music. I, I enjoyed the music, but I will say 
it the music I thought should have been it should have mattered to the uh scenes that was happening. I noticed that the music was just playing as if it was a, a soundtrack music. It wasn't the the characters weren't playing that music and I thought they missed an opportunity uh for them to address these songs as the characters were playing them. I think the only time they're playing music that the characters are paying attention to was when they do the Saturday Night Live or the Saturday Night Fever section. But the other time, you know, they, they I was I was clapping. I wanted to clap my hands and they was playing the uh uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I was like, "What?" Dun, 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 dun. I was like, "Oh shit, okay." But then it was just—it <laughs> was just music that was playing in the movie. It wasn't in the actual story. That's why I, I kind of was like, "Ah, that would have been dope if they could have addressed it." But um, again, I like the movie. And Pooh, what did you think of the movie? I absolutely love this film. I thought it was just so dense with 80s pop culture, even some 90s stuff that they put in there. Um, I love the setup. I had a chance to, <laughs> on my cue, I got the audio book and I listened to maybe, I say, the first hour. So I was very much uh, knowledgeable about the setup of the film. But, you know, at that point, Everything was new to me, so I didn't have anything to go on or expect or be uh, mad about or, or you know, pissed that, oh, they left that out or, oh, how, they, they, they did that better. So I like the fact that I did, didn't did read the book. I didn't listen to the audio book fully, and I went into this totally blind. Now, you guys keep mentioning how Spielberg filmed it. Maybe it's... Maybe I'm just not that big of a Spielberg cinemaphile. I really don't get a sense of of the Sil the Spielberg touch anymore with his films. And I think I felt that way maybe since Jurassic, uh, the Jurassic Park films. It hasn't been a film that he's done where I can say, okay, yeah, that's a Spielberg film. So, yeah, I know he he was behind it, but it felt to me fresh and new and keeping within the current. Uh, way that films are being done now, even with all the CG, he, he melded the CGI with the human world, and it looked very seamless. It reminded me of uh, Wreck-It Ralph to a certain extent, with how they were going from all those different arcades, and it didn't seem overly cartoonish, overly fake. It felt like a real fleshed-out world. Maybe it's because I'm. Uh, you know, with these new with the gaming, where I spend so much of my life in games, playing amongst other people, getting used to the VR world and all the things that's going on. But it, I really love that aspect of the game, the puzzles and how they were building, uh, uh, how they were building about figuring out how to get all the keys. I love that as well because it was just it really engaged me and as I was watching all the visuals that were going on the screen I kept picking up this that and the other for me the funniest joke was the joke that wasn't told um when um Lena Dunham's Carol uh Lena Dun not Lena Dunham Lena Waithe my bad sorry <laughs> character she was like yeah you falling in love with this person blah 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 he said that dude could be some dude in the basement named Chuck and I'm like, oh, I know the rest of that joke. Y'all don't know the rest of that joke? I don't know. <laughs> you know, my name is Chuck. I drive a truck and I likes to. Mm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so to me, I actually, I actually paused Exposed. it, and I, yeah, whatever, and I. <laughs> And I laugh for like three, four minutes because I'm like, I know where that joke is going. I know it. But yeah, overall, I loved it. And great film. All right. What, what was uh, some of the um, like favorite things that, uh, that you remember about the movie? Like, you know, because there's a lot of little things. To me, I two things that stood out to me. I love the uh, uh, Acura or Acura uh, bike in the bike race mm. that the girl was, was uh, driving. Ah, damn. See, I'm dense. I thought that was a Tron bike. Ah, oh, man. Boy. Oh, no, that was the Acura bike. Yeah. Yeah, that was. And then the other one was uh, the Gundam. Uh, I thought that when he was fighting the, 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 the Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla. I was like, yeah. Gundam versus Mecha Godzilla. That was insanity, but. I was a little disappointed it wasn't Voltron. That would have been killer as hell, but well, the Gundam was dope. That's the thing. Voltron is in the original book. So, but you know, for me, you didn't have war games in this, which was in the book, but you did have The Shining. And that was very when I saw The Shining, dude, that whole scene in The Shining, I was I was like a giddy little kid going, oh, I think I even yelled out two, three, seven. I think I even yelled (laughs) it out. We're watching it because I'm like, oh, go in there. Go in. Oh, it was beautiful. So well done. That was perfect. Yeah, it was uh, I was kind of blown away by that because I was like, wow, they're really, uh, if you know The Shining, that's like a head bust. Like, man, they're really doing these parts. But I actually, Even the music, even the music it, on that's that what part I changed yeah. to The Shining. Yeah. As much as I love that, and this is, I just, it's not a nitpick against the movie. I just think it would have been, um, probably would have been uh, loved and understood by more people if they had picked something else only because I just feel like The Shining for a younger person may not be very familiar with that movie. But if they would have mm-hmm. picked, it would have maybe I don't know if they had picked like, and I'm just throwing this shit out here like Star Wars or something that everybody sort of knew. I think it could even been more powerful. Now, if if I had wrote this bad boy, I would have had them pick uh, because I'm stupid. I would have had them do like Purple Rain. <laughs> Or, uh, yeah. or or uh, even just because I think it would work, they should have had like a bigger musical number. I would have had them do Thriller, like you know, uh, recreate that whole thing. But but I mean, still The Shining. They they note for note, they they killed that. Yeah, they killed that. Um, God, there were so many other little things in the movie. Um, just remembering uh, the Zemeckis bomb. I thought that was very clever. Oh, yeah, the, the Robert Zemeckis, the Zemeckis cube, it, the Zemeckis, Zemeckis cube. cube. Yeah, that that was a very clever uh, thing they did there with going back in time. Uh, and you know what's so awesome about that? The little the little ding ling from Back to the Future that would play, the little um, that little jingle that plays during the Back to the Future movies played during that scene. Oh wow! And you would have little bits and pieces of the Back to the Future theme playing throughout it as well. Man, there was so so much detail in this though. Yeah. Insanely detailed. I thought I said it was like, interesting. what did you think? I, again, I, uh, nitpicking. I couldn't understand like when they're actually playing the game in the wor- real world. You know, there was a scene where they show people running down the street because they're running in the, the game. But I'm like, how do they not bust their heads? Then how are they running in the r- real world <laughs> and they're not getting hurt? That's the only thing I started kind of questioning. Like, ah, they shouldn't show shit like that because you can't explain. 
how that works. I can understand when they show people in their house on the treadmill running, but they have people doing all this crazy stuff and they never, they always cut away before you saw what they were, what was going to happen in the real world. But in you seeing the game world, they're jumping and all this kind of stuff. I was just kind of, I was like, I was like, okay, how, how does this game work? How, how is this working? But a uh, fascinating movie. Definitely. Uh, it was good. It was a good movie. Definitely good. One movie. of the things I, I love the, uh, <clears throat> now this is the case of them doing the whole evil corporation where you don't, to me, you don't feel cliche. You don't feel like they're going through the motions. You don't feel like, uh, um, just too cartoony for me. I'm going to say that, but it's like the whole mechanism of them having this whole, the loyalty program where they're getting people and hey, come play with us. We'll give you offering them like $20 million mm-hmm. if they can get the A, which to me is like, well, why the fuck would you give the A to them if you, for $20 million, you can't you get more money if you run the Oasis? But I mean, hey, story. And I love it. But what kept tripping me out was like, this motherfucker just blew up a whole building, and then he even before he did it, he said nobody's gonna miss if we if we if there's a fire in your uh, rat trap apartment. And I'm just like, how is he getting away with this? Yeah. And then they're arresting um, Artemis. I can't think of her, her real word name, and sending her to the tell me you owe twenty three thousand dollars in debt, so you gotta go work this off. I'm just thinking like, God. Damn, but the, but the crazy part about it is, is you know, we kind. I mean, how far off are we from that? Considering how much people are doing online and with online currency, where you might have to end up working for a corporation to pay off your debt. Yeah, that, and that's the part that was fascinating to me because I was like, when they were people when they when they raided that place, I'm like, oh, are they the police? How are they raiding anybody? I'm right. like, what are they running for? It, I didn't it didn't understand then. They do that whole loyalty thing, which was like, man, these motherfuckers are really slaves in here. It's like they can't leave and you has got to keep playing the game. I, to me, I want to know the whole backstory about that because that was just mm-hmm. crazy to me. I was like, mm-hmm. what the hell? But yeah, well, that again, was, it was very interesting. And, and I, again, that's that's the that's the comparison between uh, the book and the movie because, see, I, I finished the book yesterday before I went to go watch it, so it was fresh in my head. Mm-hmm. And in the book, you... You're one of those exceptional... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, I went, I went in there knowing a lot of that backstory because it's very, it's covered very well in the book, uh, the idea of indentured servants, and and what they got to do, and you really do get a lot of background of the lifestyle of people, and why they're so in tune with the oasis that you get in the book. That's really very hard to convey in a movie like this because right. it is a, an adventure movie so you got to keep the pace going and that's the advantage of having it in written form versus watching it on on the big screen is that you have to have a pace in book you can slow that pace down and you can explain things for example the, the this story takes place in roughly i would unless i'm off a little bit by probably in the course of maybe a, a year or a year and a half in the book in the movie it feels like maybe a week right yeah and um and 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 that's again for pacing purposes but again if you have a lot of questions about these stuff i do highly recommend going to read the book because that book will answer a lot of uh inquiries that you might have and it, and it's very different it's structured very different than the movie uh it's just as good in my opinion if i i like the book better i mean I, how, how many people say that i know but i like it because of the way it's structured 
better. But I do enjoy the movie a lot. Had I not read the book, again, if you don't read the book and you watch the movie by itself, I could see a person enjoying it immensely. If you have read the book, I don't consider this an adaptation of the book because that, it's so different, but it's fun on its own. It's a movie. I think of it more as a movie based on elements from a book. And if I see it that way, I can really enjoy the movie more. I, all in all, I was kind of like, oh, this is fun. It's great. I like it. But it's a movie that I'm going to enjoy more and more the more times I watch it. You know? But yeah, the, the book will give you a lot more backstory to things. Big time. Highly recommend it. All okay, right. but I have to give a, a, a big L to... Uh, was, it, was it Percival? Right? Percival, yeah. Okay, so do he, he meets the girl. He wins the race. She wins the race after him. They meet up and to, to try to solve the second clue. She she helps him out. Like they solve the second clue. They go to the dance and try to figure out the second one. And he didn't get a kiss. He didn't get a taste of anything. He didn't even get like a flash. And dude gave up his real name in the Oasis. I'm like, when he said his name, I was like, bruh. I like this dummy. A lot of that, <laughs> I, that's cats get down like that online where they be giving up they <laughs> I, I live at seconds, you know, where's the here's here's my bank account number? Oh. <laughs> you know, she, she like, you don't know me. But that's how I, yeah. that's a damn shame. She had to talk this fool down and he up to just giving up giving up the government all and that's like, come on, man. Like I know right now it's not uh secure. Can you imagine in twenty forty? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, and that was during a, a fight, you know, gun battle. <laughs> he was like, "Come on, I love you." Like, yeah, you don't love yeah. me. Love my doggy style. <laughs> no, I'm just but yeah, no, good, good movie. Spielberg, man. Hey, I, you know, I have to give it up, man. He one of the top directors of all time. One of the top directors of all time. I mean, he be jumping across genres, serious adventures, and it's 2018. He drops in the Dropping another big one, so I, you know, salute to him, man. Well, I, I will say that I was afraid that this movie was going to be uh, like another speed racer, and I was very really worried it was going to get that way. And I'm glad it didn't. It's anything but. Because I had high hopes for Speed Racer when I saw it. I thought, man, this is a whole lot of flash and no no content to it. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you get with this. Did, did you see this? Right. Did you see the Speed Racer car in there on the race? No, I'm a look. Wow, see, <laughs> yeah, it was like so. It was right, right when they first, right before they hit go, that one of those panning shots. You see it. I should have. I should have seen it. All that right. Terrible. I just remember them <laughs> killing Jason and Freddie in, in like back to back frames. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so. Yeah, this was. It's one of the movies you definitely. I'm sure when it comes out on video, people are gonna really dive into it and. Mm-hmm. Find all the stuff. All right, so there you go. Ready Player One. Uh, definitely check it out. Let us know what you think. Check out the book as well. Um, and again, if you if you like these types of stories, I would say go go look up uh, lit RPG uh, books. There's a there's a ton of them. Some of the bigger ones are busting through, but some very good stories. Uh, that was the one thing I I, I was I was going to say too about the movie. I wish it showed a little bit more of the rules of their characters in terms of how they took damage and uh, what would constitute them getting killed. Because it's like, it seemed like people were just getting shot and boom. And then some people was taking hits. I guess he had his, that suit on, was pieces of armor. It was just wish they kind of, you know, again, I'm nitpicking if they would have went a little deeper into sort of 
the mechanics of you know the game and things of that nature but uh there you go but yeah I, one of the realest thing that was said was uh when dude was about to release that uh the bomb to destroy the the, the entire way he was like yo man you gonna kill us all dude i got 10 years of crap in here uh-uh <laughs> oh, I love that. That was that. Yeah. Who was that guy? That guy is the dude from T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. Yeah, it's probably one of his. I thought that was Ryan Reynolds. The way he was doing his voice, he sounded like Deadpool. Yeah. Well, yeah, well they he's in Deadpool as well, right? Uh, but I don't know if he'll be in too many other movies going forward. But uh, yeah, this might be yeah, the last one. <laughs> think he's done. <laughs> Shout out to him. Uh, all right, uh, real quick, uh, the Black Panther report. Uh, we've been watching the numbers over the weeks. And uh, at this point, I believe Black Panther is the number one comic book movie in terms of box office uh, shot past the Avengers. Uh, I think they're sitting now, as I'm reading this, uh, not accounting this weekend, they're at 1.2 billion, uh, 643 million domestic, 607 million foreign. Uh, so man, King T'Challa, he's a king of not only the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but of all comic book movies so that's definitely a uh a feat i don't know if anyone thought that was gonna happen a few months it's only been what two months two and a half months oh, two months yeah two months yes yeah. so february 16th uh so they came they shut that down um yeah shout out and to i know them. i'm late to the party but i like that movie that movie's pretty nice i liked it yeah highly recommend that one yeah. For the five people in the world that haven't seen it, they need to go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I actually yeah. kind of want to see it again. I've seen it twice, and I think I want to see it one more time before they pull it up out of there. Um, it's deep. It's deep. It's worthy of a few different viewings just to get different things out of it. But it's, I, I get it. It's, it's good. And, uh, of course, we've been talking about this, but Avengers Infinity War is coming so soon. Uh, Marvel just released a clip from the movie. Uh, this is the clip that uh, when th- uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy find Thor, uh, they put that out in a high resolution. Um, did anybody else see that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Any thoughts? Well, you know, again, the more I see it, um, the more... It's just shaping up to be something that is going to just take over the world because I don't like, well, I, you know, you, we've talked about this. I don't like how they have Thor in his last movie. And so I see in this one, he's got the beard and his short hair again. But you know what? He's really not a front level player, as far as I'm concerned, in this lineup, you know? So Thanos is going to smack him around pretty good, I'm thinking. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I can't wait. I, this, is one, this is one of those movies that I, you know, I don't doubt that Marvel is going to come with some stuff. I assume it's going to be better than the last Avengers movie, uh, Age Ultron. Uh, but this is a movie unlike any other because there's going to be so many characters in this. I'm very. This is where I really want to see them test their abilities, uh, a challenge to juggle all of this stuff with a story that's coherent and giving people space to be these characters. So I'm, this is like 
this is gonna be film school to me because I want to see how how you do it. This is, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think we've ever seen a movie across the board that has <laughs> been like this. So, this will definitely be an interesting uh, watch. Uh, speaking of other movies that I'm really looking forward to, just I want to see, and I know uh, Day Dropping's probably got something to say about this. Uh, Solo, Star mm. Wars story. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Ron Howard has come out and said uh, that. The everything is right on schedule. There's a second trailer on the way, and I think he said that the edit is locked in now. So I think they're uh, everything is done, ready to go. What, what are your thoughts on this solo uh, movie they dropped? Well, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that if a that you can make a joke out of anything so long as it's funny. Now, how does that tie into this? If the story is good, I got no complaints. People will nitpick it forever. They already have looking at uh, the lead character. Oh, he doesn't look like Solo. That's not how he would behave. He wouldn't say that. We don't know that. <laughs> but if it's a good story, I'm all on board in endorsing it. I'm going to be there regardless of whether people give a good preview reviews or not. Um, I'll make up my own mind on it. I am hyped for this movie. I, you know, it, 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 and again, like anything Star Wars related, it doesn't need to show you everything. Um, nowadays, movies show you so much in the trailers and everything, and they just about give you the whole storyline. That's not the case with Star Wars movies. They can do old school style trailers and get away with it, where they just show you just enough to get you happy. And that's what this movie has done. I'm, I'm happy for it. I, I, I'm give. I just want to see. Uh, like I wanted to see uh, um, uh, uh, young uh, um, Anakin and Obi Wan meet in the Phantom Menace. I was so hyped to see that, and I saw it, and I was happy. I just want to see Han and Chewie meet, and I'm cool with that. And and to see a young Lando and man, there's just so so much going good for this for this geek here that. I can't wait. I don't see it. It, can't, it really can't fail. Let me ask you this. You just says, do you think they delayed showing that trailer because they were playing some marketing game or you think, or because there's, I don't know, scrambling, but you know, they had to go back and reshoot that movie and it wasn't really up to par to whatever they wanted to do. Cause I think the reason why we hadn't, we didn't see a trailer way months ago like normal movies even normal Star Wars movies because they wasn't confident enough to show us that uh, at that time well I mean that that might be why we haven't gotten a full trailer but what I'm saying is that Star Wars is, has the benefit of not being subject to that type of treatment anyhow they don't and no Star Wars movie has to ever have a full on trailer you never get too many of them anyhow until about maybe the week or two leading up to it then no. you get then you get then you get TV spots no, you, you get can't. Tra- you go back to force. No, no, I know. Force away. Show your trailer almost like uh, okay. over six well, months, two oh, years okay. before. Okay, yeah. Look at those trailers and see how much rehash uh, material is from one trailer to the other. What I'm saying is that they don't need to give you plot points on it like like trailers do nowadays. Trailers are horrible. It's why I I, I typically don't want. I didn't see any trailers for Ready Player One because I didn't want it to give anything away because I know that trailers will. And that's what I'm saying. Is right, that but, the, were, but the fact is, they did do release that. those trailers. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> Not what uh, you'd want to see. I'm asking in terms of why you, I, you know, I'm thinking they didn't show us the solo trailer 
to way later. To way later. later. And when because they was trying to play some we don't need to show you stories that I mean, no movie is particularly as big as those movies would wait till like two months before the movie comes out to show you anything. Like there wasn't no pictures, nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm, hey, I'm going to be there opening day. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> I'll be there. They already got my money. But I am yeah. concerned about this movie. I want it to be good. I, I, so I, it's one thing I have high expectations, but I'm trying to tell myself, don't be, don't expect too much because you don't want to let yourself down. But it's Star Wars at the same time. And I'm like, man, they, they can't screw this up because one, they didn't need to make this movie, in my opinion. Two, no. if you are going to make this movie then, then it got to be damn good because this is not Rogue One where it's just using some characters you never heard of. You're going to kill them anyway. It doesn't matter. This hand Solo, like, he's the icon. It would be like if they were going to make a Luke movie. And, and you know, I'd be like, yeah, this you got to take this serious. <laughs> like, because you could destroy everything after this if this movie is on some bush if it's not the character right so i'm like you know they have to that's why i'm like i don't know man it's like you 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 agree to make this movie of an iconic character which you didn't have to do and then they got these issues going on with the movie you know you know almost almost as like as much as i see the donald glover's lando and again, you don't get much, but just visually and kind of what I can believe, I would almost, I almost wish they'd have just retooled it as Lando or something, and just had Han back him up because we're again. I'm ready to bow down and give them all glory, but they're going up against people are going to compare this guy to Harrison Ford, and that's a hard sale. So we'll, we'll see. But you know. yeah, I'm, I understand it was only. I want to say at best 20 seconds that I saw in the trailer. But of those 20 seconds, I was looking at him like, yeah, that ain't it. That guy ain't got it. Unless they're just holding it all back, right? And they want to surprise you and he kills it, which could entirely be the case. But I'm just thinking in terms of like, you know, selling this movie, to non sort of Star Wars people and just people who just not kind of know it, you know, as oh, I'm gonna go see that Star Wars, but they ain't seeped into it like us. I don't, to me, they're gonna wanna know that's, oh, is it Harrison Ford in this? Or, oh, he's playing Han Solo? Like, they're just gonna assume that's the same person. It is the same person. So if you're not showing them anything of that in the trailer, I does make me wonder, like, he's the character. Any movie that doesn't have the lead character in the trailers is, is seems weird. Yeah, well, that that is true. But you know what they what they got to do, and what I think a, a fair expectation of this is to realize that this is a guy. We're talking Han Solo. Now. Han Solo, we know him from the get go as a thirty some year old smuggler, mm-hmm. mid thirties, somewhere around there. This is going to be somebody who's going to be in his. 20s so he's going to be more reckless he's going to be of younger mind and that's what i want to see so he doesn't have to act like the 35 year old han that would be weird um a good example a good example when we saw in uh the third raiders movie when we saw young indy by river phoenix that was indiana jones as a little kid and that worked 
that, but he was extremely reckless, still adventuresome, still stubborn as all get out. But those are the traits that carried on throughout the years. Yeah, but he but, was still but, a young kid. But I have to ask you, because I didn't watch this, so I'm going to ask you, but did it work for the young Indiana Jones TV series? You know, I haven't seen it. That's why I didn't use that <laughs> so example because I didn't see it. That, there's one thing to pull like one scene or a couple a scene, you know, first 10, 15 minutes of the movie with, you know, River Phoenix, exceptional actor at the time, and, and it works, but to base a whole movie on it or like that TV series, I don't remember anybody big up in that. T- oh, that's, that's young Andy. That's, he's, he's Harrison. Eh. So I don't know. We'll see, man. It's, it's, it's a hard act to follow. That's all. We we know that going into it. I agree. I want to see all those elements from the character. But to me, the character is defined by Harrison Ford. And so uh, that's what they're going to judge him on is, is he, you think that's the same, you know, they're judging him more so if is he, is he playing Harrison more so than, than the character in my opinion. So that's why I'm curious to see how you do it. Cause again, if you, you're taking something that's iconic you don't really have a lot of breathing room. If well, he was, a, if he's a, if he's a, that's why I think Donald Glover works because there's no Lando movie. We only saw Lando in bits and pieces in the movie, so it isn't much for him to like be up against. You know, he can right. sort of act like it a little bit and just look like it and, and kind of pull it off. But you taking an iconic character, it'd be, it'd be no different than they're going do. We're gonna do a Leia movie. It's like, oh, okay, you gonna get somebody to play? Okay. <laughs> you know yeah. what you're playing with now so that's all i'm saying i'm just very apprehensive like ah this needs to be good but i'm i'm, I'm on board it, it, i just wish they didn't have the. i probably wouldn't think like this if the trailer just showed us and quieted my fears and showed us even just a little bit of them saying something where i was like oh yeah that's him but what they kind of showed I, it puzzles me because he just kind of like, oh yeah there's no problem I was like he's saying the right things but I'm like who is that and then they mm. just don't show you nothing you don't got to show me the story just show me the dude being Han like that I don't need to know what it's about and then you know the well, fact that they had two other directors and whatever happened mm-hmm. with that they pulled them and brought in Ron Howard and reshot it so I don't know well, you know, the, the one positive about the reshoots that I've that I've read and, and heard on is that it was primarily due to it to being too lighthearted to begin with. Right. And that's why they did the reshoots, just to tone it down. And that's always positive for me. I don't think any Star Wars movie should be too funny. We've seen it when it gets too when it tries hard to be too funny and it and it fails. Um, and I think that's a, that, it, that appears to have been the, the thought of this one off the first initial cut on it that it, you know what this is just too too it's too silly we got to tone it back and that's where all the majority of those reshoots as i understand it came from so that's a positive there but again i agree i, I see what you're saying about you know he having to follow in harrison's ford's uh portrayal but we got to be careful when we use the word follows because you're not going after harrison ford followed up the young han solo with in episode six uh seven because he was older, and that's just how that worked out. This guy, we're not, he's not following in a 35-year-old persona. He's doing the younger version of it. And I think we have to be willing to separate ourselves from what we know. Now, if he sucks at being Han Solo in general, and, and, and you just cannot believe that this is the guy who's going to become maybe 10 years later the Han Solo that we saw, 10, 15 years later, 
you have to believe that. And if you don't believe that at the end of it, then this guy's portrayal or the writing or a combination of the two failed. I hope it doesn't. Because I'm I am very apt to watch this one. And I'm I'm going in it yeah, very happy. Yeah, you know, it's just like uh, I just keep going, but it's kind of like you, you know, you take a iconic actor, separate, set, take the hand solo out of it, and somebody says, "Oh, you gotta be." It'd be like if they did a Training Day, pre, a prequel Training Day movies. You gotta be Didn't they? Denzel. I think they did. <laughs> oh, did see if they did, it was trash. Right, the TV show. Yeah, it, did they it do a did TV? Do well. sh- did they actually? Did it come on? Yeah, it, it, it did, and you missed it. You and, yeah, and, who, and it, oh no, but it wasn't. Uh, Bill Paxton. Playing. Yeah, he wasn't playing. Uh, no, Lonzo see, my Lonzo. point is, he wasn't playing early Denzel character. Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you say you got to be this iconic actor, previous, you're going to be compared to that guy. And that's mm. the that's the problem with any role. It doesn't have to be Star Wars. Right. So it's a hard sale because well, I got the actor, the actor it, would have to be exceptional actor that pulls that off, and they don't get that right. all the time. And this, well, here's one that did do it right, and I hope that this can follow that. Uh, Marlon Brando versus um, De Niro for Godfather One versus Godfather Part Two. Exceptional uh-huh. actors. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> And I don't know if this guy is that. Like I said, maybe they're hiding all of that and they're going to drop the bomb on us. But we'll see. You know, yeah. that's a tough, that's a, those are once in a lifetime type of dudes. So this would be yeah. very interesting to see. Anyway, all right, Star Wars. Oh, and I ask you this and we'll move off of this. Uh, did you, have you gotten the, I don't know, Blu-ray or whatever your thing is of The Last Jedi? Actually, I haven't. Oh. I haven't yet. Uh. Right, gotta check it out. You have to get it because there is a great documentary. I hear the documentary yes. is the best ever. So yeah, you I'm really have to and I love it. that stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yep. Get, get your get your uh, uh, tissue paper. <laughs> oh, <laughs> get some man. napkins. They're gonna, you're, they're gonna have some Carrie Fisher scenes, ain't they? Well, they, yeah, they definitely have Carrie, but they got Mark Hamill, Frank Oz. It's just like man. Ah, this is okay. And I think you even have a different. I don't know. I, you like the movie, so I even love the movie more after watching that because, mm-hmm. you know, I respect all the decisions, and you can see where everybody's heart was. Even with Mark Hamill, we're not feeling it, but you know, he's. I'm, I'm here to do my job. Let's get it popping. So it was very interesting. Um, all right, enough Star Wars stuff. No. Uh, all right, let's get into. We, we're gonna shift gears here, uh, Ernie. So get ready. Because uh, you know, we, we go all okay. over the place. <laughs> but I wanted to um, talk about Prince. Of course, the Prince podcast, a big part of what we do here. But the um, toxicology report, I guess, was leaked Excuse me, to the Associated Press uh, this past week. Now, my understanding is that this was supposed to have been released confidentially to the family. And then now, all of a sudden... We have this information out here in the public domain. Uh, that's a little, it's not a little, that's funny style, but I guess that's how things happen. Um, you know, people leak documents and things of that nature. Um, before we get into this, let me ask, have you guys heard of this story this week? Well, I've heard of it. I don't know the details, though. 
Okay. Yes, I've heard of it. I've uh, looked into it a couple times on a different couple of sources, and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, I'm just going to read a little bit of this here. Uh, I'm looking at Los Angeles Times. Um, <clears throat> it's been nearly two years since the sudden passing of Prince and a toxicology report is shedding new light on the circumstances of his death. Associated reports, excuse me, Associated Press is reporting that the confidential toxicology document revealed the concentration of fentanyl in Prince's blood was 67.8 micrograms per liter. It says for context, the report added that the fatality, fatalities have been documented in individuals with blood levels ranging from 58 megagrams per liter. According to the CDC, fentanyl is a synthetic opioid that is 50 to 100 times more potent than morphine. Um, the amount, and this is a quote, the amount, wow. the amount in his blood is exceedingly high, even for someone who is in chronic pain, patient on fentanyl patches. And this is Dr. Lewis Nelson, the chairman of emergency medicine at Rutgers, New Jersey Medical School. Um, Nelson says, uh, he went on to call the fentanyl concentrations in Prince a pretty clear smoking gun. Um, while a public autopsy report that the Midwest Medical Examiner's Office in Minnesota released six weeks after the singer's death stated that it was an accidental overdose, the specific fentanyl levels were previously unknown. This news comes a week after the Carver County Attorney's Office announced that the Anoka County District Court had ordered the release of the full autopsy report to lawyers for Prince's next of kin. Uh, the decision was made to allow for the exploration of a possible wrongful death lawsuit within the statute of limitations. A civil suit would exist wholly outside of the ongoing criminal investigation. Uh, I think the short story is to say that he had uh, extremely high levels of fentanyl in his body. I think there was a, another one they were talking about how much was in his bloodstream and his liver uh, was way more than, I guess, even the normal overdoses would have. Uh, which, you know, there's a lot of speculation out there and I'm very careful about, you know, getting into some of these theories. But, you know, there's still the question of, A, was some people say somebody poisoned him or did he just mistakenly take uh, bottles and he didn't know what was in them because they did say there was a lot of bot peel bottles they were mislabeled and had different things in them uh, you know, so it's, it's all over the place man uh, they haven't come out and said if anyone is being held uh, responsible for this yet there hasn't been any charges so far uh, and then a it seems to indicate that there's a possibility that the family may be trying to look into doing a civil suit against somebody. Uh, big sexy, man. What, what's some of your thoughts on this stuff? Well, after reading, you know, some sources, I'm looking at the uh, story from NBC News that did say about the level of fentanyl found in his liver was 450 micrograms per kilogram. And, you know, liver concentrations greater than 69 micrograms seem to represent overdose or fatal toxicity. So this enormous amount located in his liver 
you know, tells two different uh, possibilities. Clearly, there is um, a lot of ingestion going on. But when people start to speculate that a third party intentionally did this, the first question I'm going to ask is why? You know, who has to gain here? You know, uh, if, if you're thinking about, like, things you've seen in the wire, you follow the money. You know, so who who stands to gain? Also, you know, you mentioned a possibility of a civil suit. At this time, who would they be suing? You know, I, I don't see how anybody is really responsible on a civil, you know, suit basis for this. You know, people can think, well, the pharmacist. Well, not if the, you know, things were gotten from alternate means. You know, there's still so much we don't know. We do know that, you know, the amount found in, in his liver and in his, in his blood is way past any type of um, thing that would imply accident. So that with the misla- mis- mislabeling of the bottles implies something else altogether. And again, like you said, Mike, I don't want to, you know, speculate and point fingers at anybody, but there is still, the more we find out, the more we don't know about this. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's still hey, a lot of unanswered stuff. Go ahead, Ampu. I had a question. You mentioned something about, you said the farm suing the pharmacy. And yeah. you said, well, it could have been gotten, um, I guess you were you were intimating it could be got it through the streets. How could no, they? Wait, 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 wait. I didn't say that. Well, <laughs> well, not through the pharmacy. Yeah, he's dressed not through the pharmacy. I'm just curious. When you say suing the pharmacy, how would there be a case against the pharmacy? Well, if a pharmacy, you know, let's just say Rite Aid, like we have in California, if they prescribe something to someone. And for whatever reason, it is not what they're supposed to give you. Like instead of giving someone, oh, okay. or giving somebody penicillin who's allergic to it, for example. Yeah, give them someone. You know, you oh, you misdiag, you mis uh, prescribe, or you overprescribe. Yeah, then you're on the hook. Which it, you know, like, I, I would think is probably not the case here because he had so much in him. Even if they gave him a wrong bottle of something. It would have seemed as he must have been on this stuff for a little bit, but for a while, yeah. But again, I, you know, I I don't know. I, all I say this, I'm very careful because I don't, uh, I don't know the details. But all I can say is this: this is a something we can learn from until you know until it, things get exposed and stuff. When you're going through something like this, you know, get you some help. Uh, let people know what's going on with you because you can't play around with this stuff, man. And, you know, trying to uh, keep up something or whatever, maybe you just, you there's a lot of cats, you know, on a personal level, well, you know, they have to go to work and man, I can't call out sick because I need this money, you know, to do this and I don't want them to fire me. Y- your life is way more important than any of these work things or performances or whatever you got to do, Right. No, and it don't matter what nobody think. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not worth it. Because at the end of the day, you be dead. Like, it, something like this, you can mess around. You keep putting it off. Something can happen. So that's the one thing I said we can learn from is that our health comes before anything. Buck how it looks. 
the, the job, if, if your job or your situation going to let you go because you sick and you don't need to be there. Or if you feel like, you know, obligation to do this, it's not that's not more important than your health. The second thing is if you with your boys, hold your people down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if if your family member, if he's sick and he want to go and do something. No. Sometimes you just got to put your foot down and say, nah, man, you can't do it. But I'm the big dog. No, man. Listen, don't do that. If you do this, I'm out because I love you. We, you're my boy. You're my girl. We can't, you can't do this, man. Cut this shit. Sometimes mm-hmm. we have to hold our people down. And the only reason I say that because, you know, we, they had the thing where Prince had the, so with the overdose on the plane or whatever. You know, that happened a few days before or whatever. That's when it all should have stopped. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, he don't want to listen. Then, like I say, you see, listen, my man, I love you. You my man, 20 grand, but you cut this shit. Or I got to walk home, boy, because you're doing wrong. And I love you. And I know you're hard-headed. And, and I'm saying this, this will go to anybody. You would say this to your your family members or whoever, you know, somebody, yo, man, slow the fuck down. Look how you moving. It ain't even got to be nothing about health. If somebody was doing something wrong, but you're supposed to hold, hold your people down because it's situations like that where sometimes if we don't step in and say, yo, that's it, man, I'm, a cut, I'm cutting you off. You know, you at, you at the club, y'all drinking. Oh, man, I'm, let me go and go home, man. Yo, my man, you can't drive. Nigga, you don't tell me what to do. Nigga, Hey, my man, give me the motherfucking keys, man. Stop playing. And you might have to come to blows. But you're going to say, but you can say you're sorry tomorrow, right? And he'll still be alive. So that's what I'm saying. These are things that we have to learn as we watch other people's situations. We can say, you know what? Yeah, I got to tighten down on my peoples if something happened because our lives are more important. I'd rather you hate me and not fuck with me afterwards, but at least you alive not to fuck with me. You know. So, that's these are the things that we can't answer right now until all of this stuff comes to light. And and I hate to be, you know, cuz we got to live with this, man. We living with it. We as fans living with it. People who knew him, they living with it. And we all live with our choices and different things, but Prince ain't living. <laughs> so, uh, that's why I say those are the two things we got to do. If we got issues going on, get us some help immediately. And if we know our peoples need some help, we go in and get it for them, no matter the case, because their lives is important, our lives are important. So, you know, this this is uh, this unfortunate situation. There's a, there's a lot to uh, we can look away from the look back off of this. And yeah, he put in the work. He's the man, Prince is the man and all that. But at the end of the day, there was obviously more to it going on, right? For whatever reason, he had all these this medication. And uh, I think if we sometimes we just be more open and honest with ourselves, we ain't got to go through this shit alone. And we can live the next day. But anyway, man, that's that's my take on Ernie or Ampu, if y'all have something to say. Well, I have a question for you guys because I, I know the answer for me is no on this, but... Have you guys heard now, we know a lot of people have come out since who were tied in the circle and, and you know, they had their opinions of, of Prince and how he worked and find out all these things that he, good things that he did and, and more about his pers- persona. 
uh, in his passing since he was so private and really kept people quiet around him. Um, to go along with what you're saying, Mike, have there been people, I don't know of any, but have there been people that, that have come out and said, hey, I told him to stop and he didn't. Credible people. Do you guys know of folks that have come out with that type of, uh, well, you know? Not, not that I'm aware of. It yeah. seemed like Maite was, uh, I mean, Maite was uh, intimating that in her book. She danced around it a little bit. But she, she did dance around it. it. Right. Yeah. And, and she, even, she, even when there was a, per, a time to be able to, in written form, to say something about that, she, it's not there. Uh, and that's what I'm saying, you know, to go along with what you said, Michael, that people need to, you know, um, not worry so much. Am I going to work here tomorrow? Am I, am I going to be friends with this person? You got to speak up. And that's what I think. Uh, I think this was very much pre- preventable. Now, me, with my law enforcement trained mind, what's more the likely scenario is usually what it is. So with what I know on this so far, it just really does seem more like an accidental overdose, uh, an unfortunate high level accidental one. But that's, you know, that's how I see it at, at this point. But, I, you know, I just find it unfortunate that you don't hear of people coming forward saying yeah you know I did speak with them and not trying to spare his his identity or spare him you know how how he might be perceived because what it is is what it is if that if that's a fact you know that 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 he did have a very bad problem if that's what it is and we don't know but if that's what it is and that's what it is at least we understand it mm. uh, but we don't have people um, coming out saying that and that's that's unfortunate I think in, in this case here that for for princes, to, to understand the whole deal that was going on in Prince's life at this time versus people who were working with him, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I, I, w- I would say, you know, for uh, to answer what you said, the, the biggest mistake, in my opinion, and I'm speaking for the younger people who's, who will come up and they're going to hear about Prince and get into his music, you know, for years to come, uh, the, the true service that we can give to them also is to keep it 100. <laughs> so, and what I mean by that is to say, yeah. this is not disrespecting who he was. And, you know, I know very much a private person and things of that nature, but to be able to teach the young ones on an honest level to say, you can have all of this stuff, but the most important thing that you got to understand, this is how it happened. And you don't want to go down that path. So learn mm-hmm. from the great ones. If they made a mistake, because we can look at Michael Jackson, we can look at Whitney. You can go further back to some of these other Rick Jimmy James. Hendrix, J- Jimmy Hendrix, some of mm-hmm. these other people. You know, Kurt Cobain, very talented people that contributed a lot to this world. But they they should still be alive. Uh, and why yep. didn't they, whatever their situations were, we can learn from this so that the next young ones, they don't follow in those footsteps, not because, because they didn't know. And you know what I mean? So they know what to look for when it comes their way. So that's my thing is to say, I understand why people may not come out now and say they want to do that because they, you know, they are still a part of it and they feel like I'm going to protect these situations. But for our kids, we got to be honest and say, yo, this is what it was, and he was a good dude. And people get caught up in things, or it was this, or somebody did it, whatever it was, you know. But at least keep it honest so that they know, yo, we don't always have to put on no fronts. Or if so, if we got people around us that don't need to be there, get them out. 
whatever it is, we just got to be honest about it in the right way so that we can teach these next people coming up. They ain't got to go through that because it shouldn't. This type of stuff should not be happening. You know, it, there was a whole rock and roll generation before these guys that we should learn these lessons from so we don't repeat it, you know, anymore. Uh, it's not just the performance. It's not just the music. It's the, you have to be a well-rounded individual, you know, otherwise you ain't winning. Like that's just the end. That's just the end of the day. You know, no matter what you do, you can't just all be one thing. You got to be a person. So, you know, this is going to sound, this may sound wrong to somebody, but there shouldn't be another Prince actually, because it wasn't just the music that made Prince Prince. In my opinion, you know, he was a whole, he was a person that went through things as a young person, which I don't wish on kids to have to go through. They shouldn't have to go through that. Same with Michael Jackson. There shouldn't be another Michael Jackson because they shouldn't, those circumstances, those aren't the circumstances I would want for my children that would foster, you know, people to go in these different directions to create what they did to, to be on that level. That's not a well-rounded situation. As I'm speaking as a dad, so y'all can take offense if you want to, but I, 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 I want to be around my kids. I, I want to be an influence, a positive influence. I want them to be well-rounded uh, and not just focus on only one thing and the rest of their life to kind of let fall to the shambles or let somebody else take care of. I want them to know it all. So these, these iconic dudes that were not like anybody else, there's a reason why they're not like anybody else may not necessarily be the best of reasons. You don't have to agree with that. That's just my opinion. But I think that's what makes them great. But we also, we're supposed to learn from these great guys so that we don't have to fall in this mistakes that they made. That's how you're supposed to, that's how the old Jesus is supposed to teach the young ones, right? You don't want your kids to be Michael Jackson. I'm not talking about the music, but I'm talking about all the other stuff that unfortunately he had to go through. You don't want nobody to be like that. That's not, we can't raise a nation if we all like that. That don't make no sense. So, you know, we, we, we learn from these, these, these great guys. We learn how to do it better. You know what I'm saying? That's not a knock. That's, that's the cycle of life to me. I don't want my kids to go through the shit that I went through. What, what my man JC say? Jay did that. So you don't have to. Anyway, let me stop. Anyway, One thing I think that you mentioned earlier that, you know, I want to, expand a little bit is when you know you have people close to you and they're doing something that's harmful to them sometimes though you and I'm, I'm really meaning myself here you just don't see it you know I have a friend now who I got a message from regarding him the other day that he's up in Northern California locked up on you know elder abuse and smacking mm you know, a living girlfriend around and drug abuse. Now I've known this guy 40 years and before I started college, we used to run together a lot. And, you know, over the, over the last several years, I'm hearing all these things and learning all these things about him, especially a lot of drug use. And I didn't see it, mm. you know, I didn't, and it's right in front of me and I'm not seeing it, you know? So it's, it's really, you know, for me, I can't look at a lot of the people around, you know, Prince or Michael or Whitney, sometimes you just don't see it. And that's unfortunate because sometimes the people who need help won't say anything. Yeah. And, and, and again, 
I don't know their personal thing. I just know from reading books and stuff. And I'm way far. I'm not in any of them. I'm a, I'm a working man, but I can look at Michael Jackson. And I, I see the pain. <laughs> I'm like, okay. He's got an explanation for all of the surgery. But I know. Same with Whitney. Just looking at the, 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 the mannerisms and the stuff she's talking about and her age. And when, I, when I'm like, well, there's a person who's got resources and she's at an older, she's a, you know, around my age. Something else going on there. There's some pain. This, you know, this, this, it's not right. But again, they are people of power. They got people trying to get their power and they got stuff that they're trying to do. And I understand that that's a whole, you know, I, I don't really walk in those circles, you know, uh, of being able to call all the shots. You know, a lot of us have not experienced that. I'm just being myself. I'm, I'm not experienced being the shot caller on that level where you can, oh, here, man, here go, go on and take $300,000 for the week and, and have a good life. I mean, that would be, you know what I mean? For most people, that would be, oh, I'll do whatever you say. I mean, there's, there's people doing a lot for less. So obviously that world is, is entirely different. And I'm not one to judge into something I've never been. But that's where I think it's needed to be able to say, you know what? Even when you get to such a level like that is where you have to have so much discernment and you have to have a team because you're going to go, you're going to be on some other shit. Right. Particularly if you came from poverty, poverty and you got money, your mindset going to be different. I could have sworn Prince in on his later interviews. He said, I still act. I still think like I'm broke. Yeah. <laughs> and I can understand that. Because that's where you come from. So that's why you got to have a team of people to sort of check some balances because you come into something, you wasn't raised into that. So you have to learn the value of these things and your actions. Whereas suppose maybe if you came from a well-to-do or situation, you didn't, you didn't come from that struggle. You might look at things differently and act differently. You may understand what it is that you can lose as a person. Man, I'm balling, you know, and I got, you know, that's a problem when you see Michael Jackson. I'm, I'm all my preachers. I'm all over the place. So when you see Michael Jackson in them documentaries and he go in them store, give me one of those, give me one of those, give me one of those, give me two of those. I mean, he balling out of control. But why is he balling? Because he's from Gary, Indiana. <laughs> and all the shit he been through, he came from nothing. So now he the king of the world. He king of pop. Of course, he's balling. You can't tell him a motherfucking thing. They couldn't tell him nothing. That was the problem. So, but that's what I'm saying. We got to have people, you know, that understand and that we could trust. And that's hard, right? Maybe you can't trust your people. Maybe you feel like everybody around you is just telling you yes because they want to check too. You know, that's a problem too, right? But that's just, that's why I say for the younger people, we should, we have to put it out there so that they can see all the totality of all of this and learn from it and be able to understand why certain people made the moves they did and then how you can be like, you know what? Yo, I can gain some knowledge from that. I peeped that game. I'm not going to do like they did. I'm going to own my masters or I'm going to start my own company or I'm going to go work that job and make sure I get the pay I'm supposed to get or, or I'm going to go get that position because I remember my mom, she used to work every day and they didn't have jobs like this. So I'm, you know what I'm saying? So, that's how we got to look at all. That's why we're doing the Prince podcast and different things. So we can get the full picture and say, yeah, we understand the records, 
But what about his home? Oh, you used to go to school with him? Okay. How did that go down? Or you used to do this? Oh, so you get a better picture of who Prince was. It wasn't just the dude on Purple Rain or Sign of Times or Love Sexy. It was a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, And all of that went into what he did. Not just his relationship with this woman or that thing. It was the whole thing. And, you know, to me, the ultimate probably uh, answer to a lot of things would have been, and we're not going to get these answers because neither one of them, unfortunately, are here, would have been the relationship between the father and the son. That would have probably define. you understand that, you probably understand everything about Prince. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, that's why he did that. Oh, that's where that comes from. Okay. Makes sense. Oh, that's why you and him was good friends? I get it. You know, those are the things that I think for a lot of us, our relationship with our parents go on to find everything I said. In the church, say amen. Amen. Pastor Dean, well, get off the microphone. Um, God, you know what we were talking Oh, we are talking about toxicology. But yeah, man. And, you know, we got the, they got the celebration coming up in a couple weeks. Right? Uh, and Pooh, you're going to be out there. I'm going to be out there. A lot of the listeners are going to be out whoop, there. Whoop. Yeah, That's man. Right. So it's going to be a good a good uh, time for everybody to come together and meet. <clears throat> that, that's, yeah, know, I go, figured. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I figured since I'm in uh, Prince's home, I'm going to finally get baptized <laughs> in Lake Minnetonka. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you're not taking your shirt off, so what you taking? Oh, ho, ho, ho. It was a family show. <laughs> I'm going to dip his nuts in Lake Minnetonka. Watch that shrinkage. Uh, oh, wow. Why are you trying to watch it? <laughs> oh, Lord. But yeah, it's going to be a great time. And if you don't already know, we have our meet and greet that's going to happen uh, April 19th, which is a Thursday at the People's Organic in Eden Prairie, uh, 11 a.m. to 3. So definitely come through and chop it up with us. There'll be a lot of special guests there. A lot of people's going to be there. It's just going to be a good time. Just sit down, break bread, eat, you know, uh, just meet everybody and just chill out, you know, and I'll be, we'll have a little recorder there. We'll, we'll record something kind of like, you know, if you, if you came to our, the, the one we did last time, we had the dinner uh, and we just kind of passed the mic around. So it, it's going to be a good time. Definitely. Um, all right. Shout out to Prince. Moving on to other matters. There's a lot going on out here in these streets, particularly Sacramento is in the crosshairs right now. Um, now, this is coming off of the, uh, you know, the death of uh, Stephon Clark happened. Was it last week or week before last? And um, I think they. So he was a unarmed black man. Apparently he had his uh, cell phone. Now. I don't know the full story, but what my understanding was, uh, the police was called on him and said he was, they say he was like maybe doing some burglarizing. I don't know. Just hopping fences. He ended up in his grandmother's backyard, right? 
and uh, police confronted him. And, you know, it's the usual case. He, he is dead. Uh, they were saying that he was threatening them or they saw him as a threat. Uh, I think we just had the independent autopsy was released yesterday. Yes. Uh, where they come to find out that he was actually shot in the back. Uh, so he couldn't have been approaching the cops, I guess. Uh, and there's a lot of, you know, this, 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 we, we've seen these stories before. Uh, I'm very interested because I, I really want to pull in uh, day dropping this conversation because he will have a different, unique uh, perspective on this from his background as well, which is very valuable. But uh, we're seeing a lot of protests uh, going on for better or for worse. Uh, now, I'm just quickly. Uh, there's also uh, Clark's brother. I don't have his name uh, in front of me right now. Stevante. Savante. Savante. I call him young. I, no, I don't, I don't want to do that because I don't want to disrespect him. Uh, he's out there causing some noise. Uh, I Listen, if you go out there, there's videos of him on CNN with Don Lemon. It's a very uh, interesting interview. His appearance on there. And there's also a video where he bogarts or bum rushes at some sort of city council meeting. And let me say, <clears throat> I feel for the young man. I feel for his family. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's sad. It shouldn't have happened. Uh, and I say, I think about if it had happened to one of my kids or my family members, would I be as upset as him? Probably so. But all I can try to say is this is my opinion. Some of his um, <clears throat> actions or the way he's sort of carrying himself in some of these situations, for me, uh, as, a, as a man a little older, maybe a little older than him, I would say, man, get with your elders a little bit. Now, I, 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 again, the youth energy, the rebellion, do your thing. But understand your message is going to reach a lot of people. And there's a certain way you always have to maneuver and carry yourself. And I'm not saying dumbing it down or be silent, but some of the behavior is borderline, in my opinion, buffoonery. All of the dancing and, you know, shucking and jiving type of dance. It, it doesn't look right to me. For me as a man, I wouldn't carry myself like that. I, could, I would be mad and all these things. But I wouldn't do some of that, you know, in the talking down to people. Some people will say, well, he's in pain. He's grieving. I get that. But we got to be careful because the spotlight be on us. And particularly as men or black boys, you know, they love to put you on TV acting a fool. And you don't have no control over the edit. <laughs> right. And so to me. You kind of playing into the, these stereotypes uh, with some of these actions and the way you talk. You have to understand everything you do is powerful and can be seen as a negative or positive. Now, maybe you don't care about that. That's fine. But me as an older dude, I would say, listen, man, do your disruptiveness, but tone down the dancing. You know, all that. It, it's not a funny time. It's not, you know, tone that down. T maybe watch all of the some of the, the slang uh, come with more of the Malcolm energy. I would say, go back and watch Malcolm X in that movie. They was suited and booted. 
and stood in power and they, they interrupted situations, but they were seen as men and not jumping around, you know, what's my name? Cut, cut all that out. You see what I'm saying? Because that, that don't serve. That's not going to really, some people are not going to hear you. I, I don't hear you when you do that. You say, eh, my man, so, you know, stop, you know. So I would say, man, cut that out. Come with a more position of power and respect so that they going to respect you out the gate. Because to me, how it looks, it looked like, oh, just let him, oh, let him go ahead and do his thing. It's like they're just letting it go because they don't really, you ain't going to really change nothing. Ah, let him go in and have his emotional outbursts and so we can get back to business. And so I you're not going to get no business doing all that. You have to come in there and if you want respect, you got to be respectful. You got to become, no, you're going to, this is what we're going to do. You know, and you're firm and with an authoritative stance, I guess is what I'm saying. Have some authoritative stance behind what you do so that they see you as, oh, we got to listen to what they say. Don't let them get you into that. I know some people, I don't care what people, you coming off on that kind of like, uh, it's it. that feminine type of energy, not, not in a bad way, but it's like when young men and they're not raised around other men sometimes and they act like some of these younger women would act, that'd be that's kind of the energy and that's not the, I know that's not how you want it to be presented. So you got to come, you know what I mean? I, I keep saying, you know what I mean? <laughs> Stop it. You know what I'm saying? Like change, maybe change the flow mat a little bit. That's all I'm saying. But I support, you know, you may not, some people on here might not support it. I go out on the streets, go do all that, stand out there, stop traffic. That's what, whatever protest. Whatever you want to do. I'm not saying tear nothing up. I'm saying definitely get out there and, and stand your ground. But the bug dancing and over talking people and sort of down talking. I, there was one part he was talking. Another brother was saying, shut up. It ain't about you. I say, yo, that's a, ah, why are you talking down to other brothers on the, in the, out here in the club? That's not, that shit looks wild. You look crazy. Be like, stop that. Uh, so anyway, I'm said I said enough. Uh, big sex, you're out there. You have I'm a there. better perspective of what's going on. What's your thoughts? Well, first of all, um, I do agree with everything you said. Young Stevante is in a very, very painful place. But when I saw the thing at at City Council the other day, and I see him doing a little dance, you know, behavior. And conduct like that immediately detracts from your message. You need to stay on message here. Um, like you said also, you mentioned Malcolm X. That was the same thing I thought. You know, the, the cast were suited up at that hospital. Then they went to the police station and said, we're not leaving. That's it. No, you know, boog boogaloo in the street. That bullshit. Here, you had guys and women... <clears throat> Shutting down the freeway. Why? Why not? And then you had them go to the Kings game saying, you can't get in the Kings game because we said so. Now, let me go on record for me personally. I know if I'm going to the Kings game, I'm probably sitting in the luxury box, which means I'm getting in. Now, we can do it the easy way or we can do it the hard way, but I'm getting in. This ain't got nothing to do with me. Now, going back to... The demonstrations, I spoke to a woman who is a member of the Sacramento Black Lives Matter, 
and I asked her point blank, I said, look, what, what is going on here? And she said the initial protesting started at Chavez Park, which is two blocks from the police station. I said, okay, then what? She said, we went to the police station. I said, that's where you need to be. She said, but no one paid us any attention. We wanted media press or media and press uh, coverage. So we jumped on the freeway and then we went to the Kings game and now we got press. I said, okay, okay, I can see your point there. But at the same time, let me paint you a picture. When you shut down the Kings game, the Hawks were in town. So there could have been some people in the building or out of the building who have relatives and family maybe on that team. They're here once a year. You took that away. You know, and I'm not saying your reasoning is bad. I'm saying your execution is for shit. Now, if you got a beef with the PD, you take it to the PD. And what they did yesterday, they went to the DA and, you know, stood outside her building and, and caused a ruckus. Now, it did shut down traffic, but that's where they needed to be because they got a problem with the DA. Now, I am not trying to dominate anything on your on your panel here, Mike. Oh, do you? But think? what happened? <clears throat> but what happened here? Uh, I do have the unique perspective. I saw the DA at a social event last week, you know, and before this really, really hit the fan. And so I'm seeing her, and you know, people are doing her thing. Blah blah blah. Tuesday comes around. I get up to go to court. There's a press conference. It's got the attorney general. It's got the cops. It's got the DA. It's got all kinds of things. I'm like, what is going on? The DA has aged 10 years in a week behind this. Now, all this is be- be- before the autopsy came out. Okay, so we're going to get to that in a minute. But now the AG is saying, look, we're going to oversee this thing and make sure there's no, uh, no uh, you know, smoke and mirrors here. Now, the DA, I don't know if a lot of people know, but the DA here, this is an election year for her. And the election is June 5th. So she's in the unenviable position now of if you charge the cops who did this, you will lose all police support. If you don't charge the cops who did this, there's a Ferguson problem in the, in the making. If you let the AG take jurisdiction, you look weak. You know, now I've spoken to a number of people in the legal field, some actively on the bench and some not. And the consensus is what should happen here for the best of this county is these guys need to be charged, you know, with some type of manslaughter. Involuntary versus voluntary, that's not my call. But there needs to be a manslaughter charge here. And that was the thinking, you know, <clears throat> until yesterday when the autopsy came out from an independent source. You know, he was shot at 20 times. He was hit eight times. Six of those are in the back. Think about what I just said there. Six of those are in the back. We got a problem here. You know, these cops have to go. Now, as of right now, there have been no charges filed because the police investigation is not completed yet. 
So the DA can't do anything at this point. But I'm getting a bad feeling about this, man. I really am. This is the same type of thing in the air back in 92 or 91 when you had the Rodney King verdict. You could just feel it. Something's, something's not right here. Hmm. You know, so I think for best of the, of the county and the state, the DA needs to not worry about police endorsement. She needs to do her fucking job and, you know, charge these guys. It's that simple. All right. Uh, Day dropping, man. Any thoughts on this? Well, relative to what exactly? <laughs> just to, to anything. Wherever you, get in where you fit in, as we say. Anything you just um, heard or, or any of this? Well, I mean, uh, I, I had heard of it earlier this week. Um, I hadn't seen any video on it or anything like that. So I was, while, we were, while you guys were speaking right now, I was looking through some some video on it, a video that uh, officers have, as well as the overhead video from the from the copters. Gotcha. I don't know. And, and here's, here's the thing with, with, with these scenarios. A lot of times you just you don't know what goes on beforehand. You don't know what the situ- what situation is going on. We don't know what kind of other calls were were uh, done with these officers that night that prior to this. Um, I'm not trying to uh, uh, defend the officers first and foremost. I'm not. It's not about that. What I'm trying to say is that there's there is a greater picture here to be seen uh, that we the general public may not be privy to unfortunately, to be able to, to say this. And there's going to be a lot of fill in the blanks um, with this that, that each one will do on, on the personal level. Um, you know, I, if it's seen as a bad shooting, hey, you know what? Give these officers everything that, that they, they deserve at that point, if it's deemed that way. Um, if it's not, I don't believe that because of the high profile nature of this, that the officer should be working in that capacity anymore. I think that that's, that's my opinion on it. When something like that happens and it's that it's not just the actual shooting or the taking of the life of a person. And I'm not trying to diminish this person's life. It's not about that. What I'm saying is that that's, that's kind of a, a given with law enforcement and with officers that way that that could very well happen. But one thing that you're not necessarily trained for is the backlash to that or, um, you know, the, the, the high profile nature that some shootings could result in. And I think when when you're I think when an officer is confronted with that, they need to be OK, you're done, you're out now, how they get taken out of the force. And all, people might not think it's fair or unfair, but that's neither here nor there for the purposes of this conversation. I don't think they need to be on the force anymore. I think they are, for lack of a better word, damaged goods as officers at that point. Even if they have commendable records, it doesn't matter. Not when you have a situation like this. I don't know if this was a good or bad shooting. It doesn't look good that anybody ever gets shot in the back. Um, I've seen videos of different types of shootings where, in my opinion, you know what? That officer fucked up. And that also needs to be accounted for. And I've seen videos where it's like, nope, you know what? The officer was justified. Where most people might think, no, the officer wasn't justified. And, you know, I, I think just 
one thing that that needs to be um, cleared up before anybody says something like this, you never, there's no such thing as shooting somebody in the foot to stop them. If you shot somebody in the foot to stop them, then you messed up. You're wrong in doing that. If it gets to the point where that gun comes out, you as an officer have made that decision that it has to get to that level where if I have to shoot this gun, if I have to pull that trigger, the end result is going to be stopping that person by means of death. And it's unfortunate when it gets to that point, but there is no shooting to maim. Because I always hear that with, with, with circumstances like this, well, why didn't give him a warning shot? Like, like that really happens. You don't do warning shots. Right, right. Well, um, you know, in this situation, as we, we've seen or seeing, you know, guy wasn't armed with anything. Uh, he had a self cell phone in his hand. So I don't know if I don't know if it's one of those situations where they thought he had something. Obviously, they were wrong. It wasn't a threatening thing. But, you know, the question will come. You know, why was the autopsy? The autopsy shows he shot this way. And I think their initial report from the police was that he was threatening them. So there's the missing part. I think you're, you're mentioning or the missing part is how does he threaten them and then turn around and run or what? You know, and there's so many, there's 20 shots fired. So that's the part where on the surface, it just looks, it is bad. It looks like, okay. This yeah. don't make no sense, you know. Uh, so this is where they're, you know, this is what they have to explain. To me, it ain't no expla- explanation, but I, yeah, I'm not a court of law. Uh, but obviously, something's going on. Whatever happened beforehand, again, unless he, I don't know what he would, how you would warn. You said there ain't no warning shots. So the shots are to put them down. So I I don't know what would have been to happen before where an unarmed person who's running away from you or turning his back to you is you have to put him down at that point. Is he going to hit the button on the bomb or something like that? So I don't know what 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 would mean well, that type of situation. You see what I'm saying? Again, I'm not trying to defend these officers, but you are, are in pursuit of somebody. You don't know what the situation is. You just don't. Now, in hindsight, we can say he was unarmed, and it was found out that it wasn't. That it wasn't. And when I see that, I'm like, well, that's gonna not look good, isn't? Is it? Because most folks are gonna see that as the reality all the way through. That we all knew from the get-go, the person had an iPhone and didn't have a gun. Well, no, we don't know that. Um, and realistically, the officers don't know that when when they're pursuing the person. Um, right. I saw the the helicopter angle on it and you look at it again it's not a matter of trying to defend these guys and all but i could see where they could say that he was facing them at one point because he was true but see the thing is you know you said they they are trained and they've been in these i assume they train for these situations right so Mm -hmm. they're the ones with the gun and again if the guy says he's threatening me and again there's no warning shots then that would mean in his mind, it's my life or this person, I have to put him down. So the thing they're going to have to, whatever the angles or whoever, it's going to be about the angles of that police officer and what he thought in his mind. Why was he feeling that threatened that they had to shoot that many times? They thought their life was going to be over. So they was either wrong because they assumed he had a gun 
or they were just again they have to throw in they see this as a black dude i don't know their background or are they you know scared or they think this is something else and they act on that you know these are the things that they have to explain of what was the threat of bodily harm to them that they had to put this dude down right this because there ain't no warning shot. That gun comes out, it's a wrap, <laughs> right? So, uh, obviously, they, they say he don't have no gun on him. So, if you just take their word on it, then they, they have to tell you this something else. They're just going to say that they were scared, I assume. Or they just well, made no, a first, mistake. The bullets come out, that's a wrap, Mike. The gun come out, that don't mean it's a wrap. Well, you know, yeah. I, I, right. I'm yeah. assuming, again, they, they're pulling the trigger. So, I'm just saying, once they pull that yeah. out. You said well, you got to be careful. Shot. You got to be yeah, but you got to be careful. When you say that once once a gun comes out, it's a wrap. Because it's not necessarily true. You know, it's, I mean, that's not necessarily untrue. <laughs> I mean, the, it's when they, when they pull the trigger, it's a wrap. But for the majority of these cases that and we it is. see, and it is, it's and, I, and I hear chuckle and everything. But there, here's why that that isn't it isn't so much funny because I've seen it where people are shooting each other. They can waste two or three clips for sure, and nobody got hit. For sure, but we're no, talking about people who did get hit. So I just want to—we're gonna stay right. on point. <laughs> so these cases, when they shooting, they're not necessarily missing, you know, right? These guys are that's, going down. Yeah, no, that's not the—that's not the point, right? Yeah. So that—that's what we're gonna see. That's what they have, you know. What this whole thing will uncover, and you know, and let me be clear, you know, for those who don't know, and I'm not putting you on blast. You mentioned it a little bit, but you're. Your your uh, perspective is is a good one because you're coming from, uh, you know, you working with law enforcement, right? Right. Which we don't right. have that perspective, so it's good to hear, you know, somebody that can speak on that uh, from a different way. So and it's all valuable to the conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll be it'd be interesting to see how how it turns out. Again, if the people if the officers are found to have shot, had had it been a deemed a bad shot, like not proper. Um, hey, give them everything you can. And again, don't let them ever be on the force again, here or anywhere else, because they're damaged at that point. You don't want somebody like right. that in law enforcement. You just don't. I don't believe in covering for folks. If you mess up, you mess up. That's just that. All right. So. Uh, Aunt Pooh, we ain't heard much from you. Did you want to jump in? Excuse me. No, I think uh, you guys pretty much uh, gave the best takes on this. I just... The thing here's some here's a question I asked early because you said you worked in law enforcement. The thing that still bothers bothers me is that there isn't more scrutiny when there is an officer involved shooting. As far as what happens to that officer after the fact, I think regardless, if an officer takes someone's life, there should be. I'm gonna ask: Is there a process before they go back on the force? Before they go oh, back yeah. on patrol? Oh, yes. And what sure. is it? What does it look like? And how, and in my opinion, how rigorous is that? Well, there, there, every, every agency is going to have their own uh, procedure for dealing with a with, uh, situation where a person fires a gun, even just firing the gun. You don't have to have hit anything, you know, but there's always going to be some kind of procedure before they go back. There'll be usually some kind of internal investigation done as well to determine whether it was correct or not. We had people who had their guns taken away at the department because they shot a dog that was coming after them. And, you know, I don't think it was correct. The dog was basically attacking the officer. And 
And that's what had to be done. And the dog wasn't killed. The dog was just, you know, was hurt. So bad shot on the officer. He didn't take the dog out. Like the intention was at that point. But, uh, you know, that he had to go through, uh, I believe, a psychological after that. And this is just, you know, not, not shooting a person, just shooting an animal. It, 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 there is a procedure in place. And some are more rigid than others. I can't speak for any other agency. I don't know. But there there has to be a procedure in place. You don't just... I would hope so. I would hope so. I wouldn't want somebody going back on just like that. This particular yeah. officer, I think he was about a year and a half before he was rearmed again. It took a while. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that to me, again, it's just another... It's a sad case for the brother. I don't know all the full information. You know, I'm asking, you know... In 2018, why are you running? Has it? I don't think it's been revealed he had any warrants. He had a criminal history, which is shocking because normally we know all that stuff by this point. The way they, they they do, the way they operate. He was on searchable probation uh, for some. The guy had a bit of a past. Yeah, I'm not going to get into that, but he was on searchable probation. I don't believe it. I believe he had an active warrant though. But he was in the process for a act and another act that included a violation of probation mm. the question would be mm. did the officers know that i doubt it okay yeah so you know it's, it's a sad it's a totally it, sad story it's, it's a sad it's, story and you know I, i've seen some things about this young man that he's posted online that uh, are, oh, are, are yes. questionable right but again nobody when it happened knew this and Right. Uh, I don't I I don't I don't I don't hold that against the situation. I would hold that against him. <laughs> right. But we're not talking about the things he's talking about because this could have been anybody. Uh, now, again, somebody say, why would you be running at two? I, I would agree with that, but I'm not in those circles. So I don't know what the hell is going on. I wouldn't even be out in the streets, but that's, but I'm a different person. You know, I have different responsibilities. And, and now he has what it would seem the same responsibilities. He had a couple kids. Uh, I don't know if he was married. That was his girlfriend. He had a lot to live for. Does that, now his choices, does that mean he should be shot? No. But uh, we, we just got to look at the whole thing. I wanted to jump quickly over to um, the Sterling uh, Alton Sterling, you know that that happened a while ago. Uh, for whatever, well, whatever reasons, the Baton Rouge police, I believe, they just released another video. I don't know if you guys have heard of this one or seen it yet. Uh, you know, it's a damning video, in my opinion, <laughs> police department, but it shows uh, the police officer immediately coming at Alton. Uh, I'm just reading it off of CNN. So it took it took Baton Rouge police officer Blaine Samaloni Maloney less than 90 seconds to shoot Alton Sterling, but police took nearly two years to fire the officer and release footage from his body cam. Uh, I guess this guy was just fired. Now I want to say, didn't we just hear maybe this week that they weren't going to press any charges uh, on the officers either, which seems yep. weird that they would go ahead and fire him. Um, but the video, it looks like a, he just runs up on him and pulls his gun out and puts it to the back of his head. If I'm looking at this right. 
And it's like, if you don't get down, I'll blow your head. I'm like, what, whoa. <laughs> and, then, and you know, Alton's like, what, what's going on? Why are you talking to me? And I'm like, how does it escalate that quickly to put the gun to the back of somebody's head? I, it's wild, man. It's, 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 it's some wild stuff. Again, I don't have, I've only just seen this just before we came on. Uh, and again, this video just came out. But, you know, it's, uh, I'm glad they got these videos. I'm not glad that they can wait <laughs> to release them because uh, it was two years ago. Obviously, they've been sitting on this. But, you know, if they film these, to me, if you're going to film all this stuff, you should just release it. Why can't they just just release it? Let the truth be the truth. They doesn't. You can still have the court case and all that. But if one side gets to hold on to it and the other side don't get it, it doesn't seem fair to me. Like, right? wouldn't all sides have it then if you know you got some damning evidence but you just you hold it because it may help you doesn't seem fair uh being that this is a public you know it's a job that's supported by tax dollars and there to serve the public you seem like the footage should be allowed if you're not going to at least release it to the public it will at least both sides of these cases should have mm -hmm. access to it so that they can know what's going on and Oh well, they don't know the real truth, so we can we ain't got to mention anything. We ain't lying, but we ain't got you know. It's it's funny style. It just doesn't build trust, in my opinion. So to me, it's like we should be in a system of fairness. These types of things need to be released out there so that people can see it and let it be what it be, not frame somebody else's narrative. Uh, a question: Have you guys seen any of this footage as we've been talking about, it or, or any thoughts on this case? I have not seen this. Here, I'm gonna put the link in the thing. Yeah, 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 I had kind of looked at it too. You know, Mike. I, it, here's my thing on on, on that one, uh, and this is my opinion on this one. Now that we see this, part of a justified, not necessarily good, but justified uh, um, shot for by an officer involves the person shot having done the first move, or whatever it may be. Might be stepping towards them. Might be threatening them, might be showing a, a, a gun, but the person shot has to do the first move. Then things can es es can escalate from there. Um, I think part of a bad, a poor, uh, or unjustified rather, shot involves the officer making the first move and escalating things that way because then the officer prompted the escalation like that. And in this situation here, I personally believe the officer escalated that, prompted that, and escalated that. In my opinion, that's not a justified shooting, and that is some bullshit that it took as long as it did for them to get rid of him. This should not have been that difficult to determine from a department standpoint. Now, again, uh, uh, Procedure might not allow them to have fired him, but instead made him put him on some kind of administrative leave for that long. And so to re and I don't know if that's what happened here. It's possible that happened. And there two years later, finally, it was determined, no, you're no longer on administrative leave. You are off working. You don't no longer work for us. It, hopefully, I would hope at the very least, I would hope that this guy was not doing any kind of law enforcement work in these last two years you know i would hope not because i don't think it was it was a good sh it was a validated shot at all i think it was wrong i think the officer was wrong i think a person was was killed 
unnecessarily. And it's unfortunate for, for the surviving family members to have to deal with that. And again, I don't hold any officer who's I feel has done wrong in good light. Because me as a law enforcement officer, I don't want people to look at me and automatically think asshole when they see me. Um, so I think anybody who, who infringes on that view of me, I got a problem with. And the person, this, this officer here, yeah, I got a problem with that. And he should have been gone a lot sooner, completely off the force. And I hope he wasn't working in any kind of law enforcement capacity in these last two years because that's stupid. That's my take on that. All right. Anybody else want to jump in on it? Nope. Well, I looked at the video just now. And, yeah, this cop, you know, had the gun up on the guy and, you know, goes from trying to just be badass and start shooting. Mm -hmm. This guy's got to go. Yeah. He was just he was just he was just forcing his authority. He was just trying. That's all he was doing. And that's not that's unacceptable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't want to belabor these cases. <laughs> talk about this kind of yeah. stuff because it's it's just. Uh, uh, but it, fire, it fires me up. It gets me all fired up to see that kind of shit because it's it's stupid, on the officer's part. I, I hate that. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, I remember uh, they they did charge that one officer though. They definitely, uh, the guy out of Minneapolis. Yeah. 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 He, he definitely got charged. I, I see. Now, now, some would say it's uh, interesting that most of the time these cases, they don't charge these police officers, but Mohammed, that's his name. He, he definitely got third degree murder. Uh, which, again, you don't normally see that. Uh, maybe you don't normally see it in the press. I don't know if it happens behind the scenes, but man, it's. It's, 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 it's interesting. That's all I'm saying. But uh, mm-hmm. there you go. All right, man. We live in an interesting times for Indeed. a show. Uh, let's see. Anything else we want to get into? You guys have anything you wanted to bring up? I know there was other uh, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get into... um. <laughs> Let's lighten the mood a bit. Let's talk a little bit of Atlanta. Ah, yeah, this week. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name, Bibby? You know, uh, the show, I love the show. And first, before I watched it, Ant, you know, was out, hey, man, this was the one instant <laughs> Emmy. What's up? It's like a $100 million movie. Let's go. I'm like, okay, Ant. <laughs> okay. Now, I got to admit, though, when I watched it, my man Paperboy and Bibby, damn. I'd have to kill Bibby. <laughs> but the show was great. Now, I, I didn't really get the depth of the subtext of the ending, and Anne explained it to me, and now it makes perfect sense. But it was a great episode. I got to give it up to uh, my man Childish Gambino. What is his real name? Donald Glover. Thank you. Mr. Donald Glover, he wrote he wrote a masterpiece. Well, I don't now, know if I, he wrote that one actually, did he? Yeah, he wrote it. Oh, he did. Okay. I, I yeah. thought the um, Invisible Car episode last season was hilarious, and that they referenced that in this episode just put that over the top for me. You know, this show. The only thing that I I could see being problematic in some 
uptight circles is the language. But the language is what it is. It makes it genuine. You know, because it's on FX instead of something like HBO. I don't know how to get away with that either. I really don't. But it's hilarious. All okay, right. you said real, real the, quick before we get in there, I just want to say goodbye to uh, Day Drop and he's got to dip out. But man, Ernie, thanks for coming on and, and contributing to this, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, E.R. No, 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 no player. <laughs> All right, fellas. You guys have a good one. Have a good Always weekend. Good Happy Easter. All right. All right. All right. Go ahead. You mentioned, you mentioned the uh, invisible car being referenced. I, I missed that. Help me out. They mentioned that. Yeah, in the Bibby beach. did that. Yeah. Bibby in the first few seconds, because he was on the phone, he's like, Yeah, I saw the club guy got hit the visible car. And I cracked up. He wanted to show I him the video. Up. Remember, he's like, Let me show you the video, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> he's like, I, I seen it already. I already saw it play him. <laughs> you know, and there are so many things. I mean, are we spoiling the episode? Oh, uh, we can. And it did be clear. Yeah, I, I didn't think he wrote, he didn't write this. It was, we want to make sure we give the person props. Uh, Stefina Robinson wrote that episode. Oh, IMDb is lying to me. Then, oh, you know, in the credits, I remember on the screen it didn't have it didn't list him as the writer. Oh. Yeah, Stefina S T E F A I N I Robinson. Uh, so definitely give her her props. S T what? S T E F A N I. I'm going to say that's Stephanie. Stephanie, yeah. Well, Stephanie. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I read it how I've written, goddamn. <laughs> that's one of them being creatives again. <laughs> nah, our people do. <laughs> but yeah, so shout out to Stephanie. Uh, okay, if we're going to spoil it, let's get into it. The general premise was um, <clears throat> rap singer, local celebrity, Paperboy, went to the shop to get a haircut. And hilarity ensues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it was uh and, and I I I love episodes like this. And so far with season two, it seems like they haven't really I mean they, the last episode was when they, they I think it was the first time they've shown uh his girlfriend this season, is that right? I think so, yeah. And it just seems to be having, it hadn't been as cohesive enough to me, but this one and the one that had uh, Cat Williams, I almost just want them to just have like each episode be almost totally different and, and do different stuff because that, to me, this was like, you don't even have to be a fan of the show. You could just watch this and this was hysterical. Like, I don't even know the name of that guy who played Bibby. He was hilarious. Like, Almost want him to just bring him on the show and keep him. I'd have to kill him. <laughs> he was definition of a dusty Negro. <laughs> Always had something going on. He was a. He was a. He. His name should have just been called a damn fool. Because <laughs> he was hilarious. Just the little stuff he was saying, like the little slick stuff he was saying under his breath, was hilarious to me. Like, it's like God, he just nailed that character, man. Yeah, I'd have to hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> he told his son, he said, I, I never did want you. I'm like, damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, the one that got me is with is the uh, the peach skeet, the peach skeet on the emoji on the phone for old girl. I was like, that is so mad disrespectful. I didn't even mad pick that disres- up. What is, I didn't even understand what that meant. It was uh, the peach emoji and the the water the water drip emoji. Oh wow! So they were saying that's the peach ski. I was like, wow. 
That's crazy. <laughs> or as they, or as they said in the South Central, his bust down. <laughs> yeah, he was wild, man. And why they, <laughs> the whole part uh, when they went over and got the pizza or whatever that was, they was eating in the mic. I was like, what? Help me load this wood up. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> It was so, I was just like, what is going on? The lady pulled up. He's like, come on, let's go, man. And then they just did the, the hit and run. Oh, then they hit the woman. And she just came out of the car screaming like, oh, yeah. So oh, we, what got me is when Bibby was like, yo, okay, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to get in the driver's seat because yeah, I got one. Like, what? <laughs> I actually went at the, I looked at the television and was like, nigga, the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I was surprised paper wouldn't just jump out and run. I was just like, man, get out of there, man. Like, this guy is crazy. Oh, uh, I'm on my, yeah, man, I'm already on my way. I'm on my, yeah, yeah, man. Hey, man, let me run to my trunk real quick. I was like, this, nigga. Too much, too much going on, man. Just Paper Boy is a star. <laughs> the other thing that had me tripping was when he was at old girl's house. One, he's like, yeah, okay. Actually, he was in front of you, so I got to do his hair first. And then two, the lights going out, the gas was going out. That was foul. And man. she like, I thought she was supposed to pay the bill. I'm like, <laughs> that was foul. I'm like, wait a minute, what? And then as he leaving, <laughs> he goes into the purse. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this dude. Tell me that's for your boy's haircut. Like, what? Nasty. Yeah, he's no good, man. <laughs> and all I can and it, and y'all can y'all can call me moist, whatever. All I can think was is like he must be serving her good because she let him walk out the door <laughs> with the lights going out, gas going out, and her money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did get away. <laughs> she was like, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, well, that's what you're dealing with. I was like, are you allowing them to come in there? Mm-mm. He's what he say, because, baby, you know all that Jesus you done put in me got me turn my life around. He was throwing, he was spitting a lot of game, man. So, where's the mom? Well, you know Donald Trump and them and the devil trying to take everything. I was like, he's stupid. Yeah, that was so many. I've I, I watched that three times since it aired, and I'm probably going to watch it two more <laughs> times before the new episode just to catch everything that was going off in that episode. <laughs> Yeah. And like I said, like I said in the chat, um, Jay Z, Jay Z made a point of saying, uh, "I'm giving you a million dollars worth of game for nine ninety nine. And I'm like, Donald Glover and Stephanie, I can't think of her last name. They gave, in my opinion, they gave us a hundred million dollar black comedy film for free on FX TV. That sh- episode was that good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Was good. I, 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 I can't, uh, I can't say it was wrong. This, this one was good because last week's was. Really uneven, and yeah. I, I'm gonna have to watch it again because I'm like, what the fuck, what's going on here? I didn't really, I this, didn't really like last one. This one was hilarious. Well, now what the thing is, I, I liked about the last episode was <laughs> was them them showing just how trash Earn was, and I because because the thing that had me, because you know, I'm always like, okay, yeah, I'm a root for the brother, root for the brother. But like midway through the episode, I'm like, this dude ain't shit. Like, dude, that's your that's that's his baby mom's. Like, that's your woman. She she holding you down, giving you a place to stay, and you can't go to Oktoberfest, dude. Come on. I, I didn't understand any of what was going on. Though I was just like, what? 
what is this? It was on some other stuff to me. That's maybe what threw me off because I was like, what's going on? That episode was layered too. We learned. I didn't realize it, but you know she's mixed, so she has this, these non-black things she wants to do that Erm doesn't want to deal with whatsoever because Erm's a hood Atlanta Negro, and he's just he's like, I'll do it, but I'm a bitch the whole time. Yeah, I ain't yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Okay. I, 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 anyway, <laughs> he's a fool. That's all I can say. Well, anyway, yeah, Atlanta's good stuff. Must watch. That's must watch TV. I watch that every week. Uh, man, I'm trying to think. What? So I watched that show. Uh, have you guys been watching uh, the Undercover, the Biggie Tupac thing? Yeah. Yeah, I've been watching that. Yeah. That's surprisingly pretty good, actually. Uh, to me. You know, there's a lot of um, things. There's been a lot of coverage on on that situation lately. They just did the one, BET just did the one All right. with that attorney Benjamin Crump, who is here, by the way, you know, for the Clark family. And now the USA Network one is happening. And there's a lot of things, assuming this is all based in reality and just, you know, spiced up for TV. A lot of things I didn't know happened that led them to get to that point. I knew that Mrs. Wallace had a suit. I didn't know that's what, you know, led to finding these other things though yeah this is this actually is based on the book uh that that uh what's the guy i can't think of the guy's name the white detective guy in the more recent time period he actually wrote a book in real life and that's what this is based off of um but yeah uh, a lot lot of this stuff i've heard but it was great to see it and i was just surprised that they really you know i think they're about to jump into the whole rampart you know thing next uh, as they got my man about to confess everything um, and how that sort of sidesteps everything in terms of the Biggie and Tupac scandal. But it, I, I think it's a really good show. I'm, I don't know how many episodes they're going to do, but I love the showing the investigation and you know how all these other people played into what was going on uh, and stuff. It's, I think that's really, it's a really good show. Um, I don't like the Tupac and Biggie. They're, they're not the best that I've seen of those guys, but I like the way they're presented here. Is it's not really about them per se, more about the investigation with uh, Pool. So it was pretty good. Um, yeah, so I watched that. There's something else that I watched. I can't think. Oh, I was gonna ask. Had you guys seen Krypton? I recorded it, but I haven't watched. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Wait. Crypt on? That what you just said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crypt. I know you in South Central. You, you, you were a crypt. You said, oh, well, the Superman show. But so you haven't watched it? Halfway through the first episode. I, I, I I've watched the first one. It's not. I, I will watch the second one. I recorded, but I I was like, this is interesting. What's going on here? I didn't know what to make of it or how it was going to go, but it's definitely not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, I was like, this is okay. You know, I don't, they have, you know, they look like sort of normal people with some of the fashions. And of course they have Adam Strange is totally different, but. Oh, I'm, Adam Strange is nice. Yeah, I ain't going to spoil it, but I, I want to see how they play a little bit. But it is, it is actually, I kind of like it. And I want to see the stuff with uh, Brainiac because I've seen the clips and he looked like the Brainiac straight out of the Injustice game. I'm like, well, how are they going to play this? 
There you go. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. Um, so yeah, a couple of shows. I'm trying. Oh, we didn't talk about it real quick, and we'll make this kind of quick. Uh, Roxanne, Roxanne. Did anybody watch that on Netflix? The polite answer for me is I did not. <laughs> the polite answer. <laughs> did you watch it, Ant? Nope, have not yet. Uh, I have seen it. Uh, here's here's my take on it. I would say it's it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, I like the movie in parts, but it wasn't what I wanted. It's more about her life and her relationships than it is about hip hop and you know her rap stuff. Uh, and I think that's what it made the mistake a little bit. Because you want to see, I wanted to see like all of the Juice Crew stuff and, you know, her battling uh, KRS and different things like that. And they don't even get into that. You know, they, they get into a little bit of the Roxanne, Roxanne stuff, of course. But it's just in the background. And again, she's been through a lot. You know, it's it's a sad story in terms of. Uh, the abuse. Um, she was really young. Sometimes I, it's lost to me as I'm watching it, but she couldn't have been no more than 15, 16 years old. And she was like dating a grown ass man, having his baby uh, and getting beat. And it's just, it's just, uh, some, I've heard people compare it to Precious or the color, oh, color Purple. Because it looked, it got brothers looking crazy in this movie. They got black men looking foul as fuck. Um, but uh, Nia Long kills it in this movie. She was really good. The girl playing Roxanne was really good. Uh, I just think that it it focuses on things. I don't think the viewer, it's not that we don't care about her life. And it's interesting stuff that happens. You can learn from it. But we really wanted to, I wanted to, I was expecting it to be more about the music and what happened in her musical career and it seems to cut off as the things are about to sort of go into a, a very interesting part you know so I, and now it's kind of that's it um but who's the guy he plays her boyfriend i can't think of his his last name is ali real good actor um he was in what was that movie about the gay mahershala ali yeah that dude he was really i mean he's always good but he he was good in this uh, he did. He, he was the older dude that was. At Hack, he was on his R. Kelly. Uh, but yeah, it, it, uh, it's it's worth a watch. It's definitely worth a watch, for sure. Um, but it's a uh, man. She had been through some stuff, man. They have little. There's a little. I guess you could say it's an Easter egg, but it's not. It's so blatant with a thing with Nas, a young Nas, in this. Which I I guess I'm hearing it was true that this happened like that. I won't spoil it. But it was kind of. It was kind of funny. Um, they have Marley Mall characters and then MC Shan. Uh, but again, they're not really in it like I would want them to be. Uh, but it, it's cool. It's, it's a cool movie. Well, with that. I oh, think, yeah, I did want to go ahead. Uh, let it know. I, I finally saw a wrinkle in time. Uh oh. I, <laughs> I don't know if I should be blaming Ava DuVernay, but that movie was dull and boring as hell. My son, who likes any 
film like that with all these special effects and colors and all that, he sat there like, okay, what's going on? What's, okay, what's going on now? Okay, why did that happen? I'm like, ah, maybe maybe the book is better, but based on what they put on film, I'm thinking, why the hell? Who thought that was a good idea for a movie? Hmm. Shit was boring. And then when you get to the end, is they're just they're talking to each other. That was that was the final battle. That was the boss battle. They're talking to each other. I love you. I was like, fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, Disney, they 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 were probably due for somewhat of an L. And that was about the biggest L they could probably I mean for them, it still was probably a moneymaker, but everything they put out ain't gonna be they just they've been done nothing but successes. So they had number one movie and number two movies. They knew they and I'm sure they knew going in this wasn't gonna be the one, but you know, they, let's ride that Black Panther wave, go ahead and put it out. Get what we okay, can a, out of it. I, I'm not gonna demean our sister Ava DuVernay, but I'm just gonna go ahead and I, maybe one day she'll hear this. Here's my question. You turned down Black Panther for this shit? Maybe Black Panther wasn't for her, man. I don't know. I'm glad she did, actually. This movie wasn't for her either. It may not have been, but I'm glad it was this that is the shot and not Black Panther. Because <laughs> I don't think we would have got the same Black Panther either. Yeah, but yeah, that... And I don't, I'm not putting... Like I said, I'm not trying to put everything on Ava. I mean, because she did her thing visually. I mean, she did get some pretty bland acting out of those people. But the story is just like, when I saw that it was a minute 39, I was like, oh, this should be a breeze. Nah, it wasn't. I was like, okay, we at a 45 minute mark. And I'm like, nothing has happened. What the hell? Reese Witherspoon got naked and turned into a, a cloud. What the hell? Yeah, see, to me, when I saw the trailers, it to me, it looked like it was on some, uh, what's my man's name who did? We did the first Batman, the first and second Batman. Huh. No, and, no, and, it's not. Uh, no. No, I'm just saying. What's Tim his Burton. name? Tim, Tim it, it looked like me, some, some Tim Burton. You know, he had very colorful, all the special effects. And they don't really interest me. And that's what this looked like. It looked like some shit that I wouldn't be like, eh. It's too, it's too fantasy. It's too, like, oversaturated color fantasy shit. I'm not... So it looked about as imaginary, and I don't like his stuff. So it looked like that's what it was. Why I'm like, eh, I'm cool. Not my style. And I'm just gonna say it again. The final boss battle was a debate. <laughs> yeah, I'm not mad. I don't even know what the story is about, so I have no idea how to judge it. It just looked like it's some. It looked corny to me personally. But you know, I guess it's it's a book, right? I mean, it's based off a famous book. So is the Wizard of Oz. Well, yeah. How many? You know, Wizard of Oz is like. So is Lord of the Rings. Yeah, these are exceptions to the rule movies. Like this is, <laughs> you know, it's probably one of them books that's hard as hell to cover. I, that's what it looked like to me. Again, I don't know. I, it sounded like the movie wasn't no good, so I guess it was hard to do. But yeah. but you know, hey. Uh, she take take her. I don't know if it's an L because again the movie I think did fairly well. I mean, 
I don't know if financially it might not be an L, but right. Um, so but she made not a good look. Like, nah. Well, I agree, but I, I was gonna say it's no more than anybody else. These other guys who put out these out these movies and they don't be doing that well, and they keep. Right, making right. movies, so I would put her in the same boat. Like, yeah, like again, like I'm not. No director it all puts on out Ava. straight hits all the time. Uh, yeah, I'm not putting it all on Ava. It's that story. I'm like, I don't know if she had the leeway to change it, or she wanted that story. Is just, I'm like, nah, that didn't need to be a movie. No, yeah, no. Yeah. Like I said, Disney can take an L. They <laughs> they laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> that's for sure <clears throat> but alright um, if that was it then we're gonna wrap things up here man we got into a lot this episode listen if you love this show please check us out um, on Patreon uh, jump on our Patreon also you can get on our YouTube our Prince Podcast YouTube or you can go on to facebook and check out our facebook page um we also got a twitter account podcast juice so please stay connected with us uh big sexy where can they find you online i can still be found at wse mark on twitter and mark wiggins on facebook and before q starts running his yap still working on the the web page (laughs) man you might as well just cancel that bro (laughs) just (laughs) Just do a Facebook thing or something. Like by the time you put that up, ain't websites be obsolete. Be on the next thing. <laughs> He's like, I'm saying this this uh, website better have VR integration. I know, or right? Something. <laughs> Maybe oh, the so Oasis on that. You <laughs> stole my joke. <laughs> Ready Player One action going on. Um, shit, these court cases are virtual now. I go. don't even need to be this, son. There you go. That's how you do it. All right. And Pooh, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and at Pooh. Also on YouTube at the QA. Me and Mariah are doing another episode tomorrow. Should be out by Tuesday afternoon. All right. Yeah. Let me mean to holler at. No, I'm just joking. Shout out to, okay. the, to the, <laughs> shout out to the QA. Y'all doing your thing. Uh, shout out to uh, Q Storm. Uh, Actually, I think he was going to see Ready Player One, so he couldn't join us today. Shout out again to Day Dropping for dropping through. That was dope. Uh, love to get his perspective on things. And shout out to all of our listeners for checking us out. We really appreciate it. Oh, I know last time I was going to say, all my video game people out there, if you got an Xbox, you got to go get Far Cry 5. Dope game. Loving it. Let's get in that a little bit, man. What's going what's the story with that game? Man, just quickly, it's you know, I don't know if you've ever played any of the Far Cry games before, but they basically make the you know, it's a first person shooter. Uh I mean when they first came out, it was the selling point was it was very lush graphics. It took place in a tropic environment. You could do everything, you drive cars, fly. It was really dope. And so now it is this one is based, I wanna say like in Middle America, think of a, uh, what's the, excuse me, like a religious cult that took over this certain area 
And oh yeah, I remember yeah. there was a ton of uh, Trump supporters mad about this. Yeah, yeah. I can, yeah. Okay, actually, now I might go get it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I say, man. And it's done very well. You know, they it's uh, you're a, a ranger or something, you know, and you come into this cult and you're gonna go in there and capture this dude. I don't know how why they think they're gonna get away with this, but it's basically walking into you know. I, to me, I'm playing. I'm saying I'm playing versus the clan. That's how I look at it in a militia group but uh they drop you off and you're going to arrest this crazy preacher dude and everybody in there strapped up you know you in some damn Uh-oh. farm and of course the shit goes bad y'all gotta shoot your way out of there and you're basically trapped in this area i mean it's a big open land and you can play the game however you want but you got to take back control of this area and this, I mean, it's a very well done game, like exceptionally well done, dope graphics. But I think the great thing with this one is you can actually play it co-op, play the game co-op, uh, which I want to do because it's very fun and you can get other people to, uh, NPCs to join you, but you can get somebody real. So you can get into cars, helicopters, buggies and travel to different places and liberate these towns but you can do it any way you want like there's so many different weapons and everything can blow stuff up there's like bears roaming this i mean it's a real you know country type size so there's bears and uh bobcats and i saw a wolverine i was going to, walking through the woods and a wolverine rushed up on the npc players and started attacking her. i had to blow his head up it was crazy. I'm like, what the hell is that little rodent? It's like some big ass rat thing. And uh, this is another funny thing. We were in a farm area and they had a bull in the farm. It's like a bull, right? And I was like, that's dope. And I ran and jumped in there and he was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, let me jump up out of this. And, you know, they got me on my PETA. I didn't really want to shoot at him. So I was like, I ain't going to do that. Fuck. <laughs> and then but but the I got a sister playing with me, one of the characters, and she's like a sniper, but she's following you know, I have her following me. So she jumped in there too after I did, and I'm thinking, oh, the computer knows it's not a real person, not gonna fuck. It damn it it rushed her. It was like <laughs> and busted her up against the fence and kept blasting her and knocked her down. And I had to go like jump in there and revive her without that thing trying to kill me. It was hilarious, man. Dope game. Go get it. Uh, we can and we can link up and play. Uh, and then the other one I was gonna say I ain't played it yet, but I know Ampoo's got it. Uh, I think it's called Way Out. Yep, yep. Uh, prison, getting out of breaking out of a prison, but it can only be co-op played. Uh, so me and Ant gonna play that one. I just gotta download it. Uh, but that looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. So so the, they're starting to drop some good games now. Obviously, I think there was a little dry spell, but. There's, there's definitely Far Cry I would definitely recommend and it's all on all systems and, and the way out looks like it might be fun too anyway I'm going on too long I gotta get off of this thing work it like a job we'll see you next time peace <laughs>